With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. What I was saying is that the standing you have is as a person. I mean, you have some rank in that, and it might be beneficial for you to play that side of your person, of being a person. In this, in this matter, that's what it seems like, what you're saying, instead of mixing in common law. Okay, so let's just, let's run with that. Let's say that what you just said is 100% true, and that's the way I should go. So now I put all my documents in. I'm 100% a person. I'm, I'm pleading as a beneficiary to the court for relief. And the court goes, you know what, Bill? I hate to tell you, but you're fucked. We've decided we're going to go this way. Now, at that point, do I have an option to evoke the common law? Because I've got nothing in writing. Remember, I've put everything in statutory court. And if they said, sorry, bud, you're fucked. What do I have at that moment in court to evoke the common law? Is it just, I'm a man? And so the worry for me was, Here's my here's my option. Here's my here's my uh, I don't know I don't know how to say it. here here's the way that I can actually squeeze this in because they said well what do you object to well all kinds of shit and I put it in there but I put it in as a man now how does here's what bothers me is okay let's say we are in a statutory court they're fucking with my person. But the person says, oh, by the way, you're harming the man. How does that harm my case? If anything, what I see is it gives me a benefit of a little bit of an out to say, hold on, didn't you get my fucking notice? My notice says I'm only coming in as a man. My notice says that you're causing harm to man. What are you doing? What is your vested interest in this property? Do you have a claim to this property? You know what I'm saying? So it kind of, my paperwork, at least, I've at least set it on paper. And so I know it's statutory, and I put it on their fucking statutory pleading, but it says my common law right. It says that I have a right, and through their CF codes, none of this should be even fucking happening. Probate is for when someone dies. My grandpa's still alive. They basically labeled him dead. And proceeded. So it's uh, it's a tough way for me to proceed in statutory, knowing that statutory could automatically do what they did to my mom. Trust me. Now, my mom did remove tr- two trustees, but she tried eight times. Okay, eight fucking times she filed to try to remove two trustees because they fought her and they fought her and they fought her. And I don't have the money or the fucking legal lawyer to fucking help me with this. 
have hold the... on right there. Hold on right there. You know that uh, there's like uh, this thing online now. I'm not too sure if you're very tech savvy, but there are forums online where you can ask a question um, to any kind of lawyer, you know, case specific, and there's a bunch of lawyers who actually, you know, spend a little bit of time answering questions if they're, you know, simple and straight to the point, free of charge. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> like I got a few of those, and one of one of the lawyers started laughing. He said, "Who filed your uh, petition?" And he said, "Who's your attorney?" And I said, "I don't have one." He said, "Well, you just told me you filed all these petitions and this blah 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 blah. Who did all that for you?" And I said, "I did." And then we continued to talk about the case. And at the end of the case, he started laughing. He goes, you don't need an attorney. What you need to do is go in there and present your case. And this was an attorney who's giving me free information. But he's basically, he's trying to bamboozle me. He's trying to tell me I need to do this. And I know I don't need to do that because I just know. And so I informed him how I don't need to do that. And when I informed him on many, many things he said I need to do, he was like, you know what, dude, you got this. You just got to go in there and plead your case. Well, I don't know how to plead my case. I've never done it. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do the best I can, which is what Carl told me. Bring your grandfather, have him say in open court what his wishes are, and fucking stand on that. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing Grandpa. You revoked this trust. These people are fired. Thank you for your services. We're all done here. If it don't go that way, now I'm starting to think of option two. Okay, option two. Well, my original petition was to have her or this trustee removed and have her put in place. Can we continue with that? If they say, nope, sorry, can't do that either, my third option is, did you receive my notice? That fucking tells you that I'm a man, I'm coming in here, and then they're causing harm to man. So my original document was just a petition. My objection threw in a bunch of common law shit that said, you know, that they're causing harm. And I don't appreciate being looked at as a pro se or a fucking... Any of that. I'm just coming in as a man saying, look, this is what's happening. So it's almost a joke to me to see the statutory and the common law doing battle in court. It's almost a joke because they wrap you and intertwine you. And I use they, Mike, you go ahead and ask me who they is. They wrap you and intertwine you into this position where you almost have no choice but to claim common law. It's literally so that gnarly. Whose court are you in? My court. That's whose court I'm in. So you filed the claim. That's right. Separately. No, 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 no. That's not the direction I was given. Okay? The direction I was given was to go the statutory route and file a petition. Which okay. I did. Okay, and then two weeks later, I talked to Carl, and he says, have you ever heard of revocation of trust? So I modified my petition to a revocation of trust. It says it in the documents. So that's all I'm doing is modifying it from a 
petition to remove trustee to revocation of trust. So I almost have a double whammy going in court right now, meaning if they fall back on the revocation, I can always say, well, my original petition was for this. But then, of course, that's that. Did you, are you in the chat? Nope. Well, I posted a pretty good. I posted a pretty good link about um, some trust law stuff. Oh, are you talking about on Skype? No, I was talking about the board for our uh, talk show. Oh, I'm on my phone right now. I haven't. Uh, I can chat grab it later, but uh, no, I'm on my phone. We got kicked out of this one house, so I got no internet. Right now, I got to go in the other house to get internet, and that's not my house. That's my brother's house. Yeah, that's tough to be able to do what we do without having that straight internet connection. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, because we, you know, not only do we have to come on calls and stuff, but even in our own time, we have to go and do research on our own that's case-specific to what is going to help, you know, us out. So I found hey, was good, pretty good bro. information talking, uh, on, um, you know, because you said you were a beneficiary, right? Yeah. And you're in statutory, so I found some pretty good stuff that it's a revocation of trust by consent of the beneficiaries. And there's just a, it's in the Indiana Law Journal. Where are you, what state are you at? I'm on California. Yeah, this stuff usually um, it goes across the board, you know, and, and, and it cites some good stuff. Well, here's the deal. Every law, every court in California is a common law court, right? So I'm in a statutory proceeding in a common law court. That's the way I look at it. And huh? How do, why, do you, why do you think that? Why do you believe that? Which part about it? You just said all a bunch of stuff right there. I just didn't. I got confused. Okay, hold on. Let me repeat it. I'm in a statutory proceeding in a common law court. So if you... Uh, You're contradicting yourself right there. No, yeah. I'm, I, this is, these are not my words. These are uh, Bill Thornton, Carl Lentz. Okay. Every court in California, apparently, is a court of record, which is a common law court. <clears throat> if somehow you find yourself in a statutory proceeding, you can always evoke the common law. This is what I was told. This is what I've learned. So I am in a common law court in a statutory proceeding. What I need to do is flip the court. Okay, now that's if the statutory proceeding isn't going my way. This is what I understand. So if someone's got more knowledge that says I'm full of shit, please bring it forth because this is what I understand. Well, I think flipping the court is going to be a neat enough trick by itself. And then avoiding having them flip it back is going to be a complete another world to deal with. Right, and I get the second part, but the first part is in flipping it into the common law. 
if my pleadings at least have a little bit of I am man shit in it, at least I have a little standing. It's what I was feeling, Mike. No, I don't know where you got that ridiculous idea because all it I'm means fucking is, retarded. That's where I got it. All it means is that you don't know if you're a man or a person. You don't know if you're statutory or common law. Therefore, the judge is going to pick for you, and he's going to pick statutory by default. Are you sure? Are yes, you sure. Are you sure? Who, who on this planet has ever told you to mix statutory and common law on the same document? Nobody on this planet <laughs> that I can, I can recall ever recommending mixing the two. If I could pick a name, I would. But I cannot. Like, I don't know why you came up with this crazy belief, but I don't think there's anyone on the planet that's going to back you up with that. Lawyers won't even tell you that's a good idea. I guarantee you if you ask Carl or Bill Thornton, I bet you both of them will say, no, you don't mix common law and legalese on the same document. I don't know. Bill might fucking wing my way a little. <laughs> I don't think so. He's kind of close to statutory here and there. I guess maybe he uses a few legalese terms here and there, but... All right, well, here's the deal, okay? We got a court date on the on the 8th, which is Friday. I got some documents that went in last week that are on standard pleading form claiming that I am not coming as pro se. I have standing in this along with Monica and Curtis, who is my grandfather and his secretary. I yeah, have, but see, uh, right away, though, that's a problem already because... What makes you think you can go to a statutory court as a man and have standing? I don't know, because I'm a man. Well, I don't know. It might be a good quick answer no. to stay on talk to you, but you, if I were a judge, you got a lot more convincing to do than that. If I was a prosecutor, I'd be jumping down your throat with both feet. Well, it's fine. You can jump all you want, but I'd still hold my standing. How are you going to hold your standing when you haven't established it yet? But I have. You can you can you can say that you're a pumpernickel. What it doesn't matter what you say you are, but you're going to have to establish your standing in court. And I'm ready to. Yeah, but how yeah, do you just... how do you figure a man has has standing in a statutory court? How do I figure a man has standing in a statutory court? How do you figure that I'm going to act as a man in a statutory court? You've been talking it's about a statutory it. statutory case. I don't know what you're thinking, but they're running a statutory case. I don't know what you have in your head, but they're doing common law to them, which is operating under statute. And you're going to walk in there and say, I'm a walrus, I'm a skateboard, listen to me. They're gonna say what no, the fuck? No, no. They're gonna no, say no. what the fuck is this thing calling itself a man? That's not in our books. I don't know what the fuck is a man. And they're gonna say, ah, ignore it. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to believe anything you're saying right now because I don't believe. Not defined. Been through it. It, they, it doesn't exist. A beneficiary. Uh, a beneficiary has standing because a beneficiary is a party to the case. Right. Or, uh, so uh, what is a beneficiary? 
a beneficiary is labeled in the trust, which is the contract. That is the law. So a beneficiary has standing in the law. A beneficiary has standing in the law because the contract clearly states... Is what I'm asking you. What is a beneficiary? Because in my trust, it says, what the fuck is your trust? In... You don't have a trust. Your grandfather does. And it's a statutory trust at this point. And you're going in there saying, I'm a man. And there's no such thing as a man in that contract. There is a beneficiary. Yes. There is no such thing as a man in that contract. And people that wonder law, why I think I could possibly lose. This is why. That because law, you... You that, believe listen, though, a certain just, way and just speak a listen. certain way, and I don't. I don't. Okay, you can be thought all you want, but listen. The law before the court does not recognize a man. So you have no standing as a man in the statutory case or that contract. A beneficiary has standing. And when you filed that one document, whatever it was, you got notice back or whatever saying this was wrong, this was wrong, and this was unclear. And that's why I was saying all you have to do is fix this, fix this, and make this more clear. And refile the same thing, amended. He told you what you did wrong. There was no hiring a lawyer. There was no going to law school to figure out legalese. It was fix a few things. A little bit of time on Google, a little few questions on Skype. Maybe go on a talk show, find out what these three, four things are that need to be fixed, and fix it. That's all I was saying. I wasn't saying make any rash decisions like I'm going to be a man now who fuck their petitioning. I don't think you should have done that yet. I think you jumped the gun. I think you should have did a little more studying and just changed what needed to be changed. Maybe work on your claim in the background, but keep your big mouth shut about it. Don't tip your card. Well, I had to the 30th, and I put in what I had to on the 29th. So... And just to be fair, I didn't see what you filed on the 30th or whenever you filed it. No, it's fine, Mike. It's just, it's it's beautiful is what it is. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It might seem beautiful to you, but there could be a lot of big things in there that are bad. No, I'm not saying what I did was beautiful. I'm saying this whole process is beautiful because I have a lot to lose. And when I say I, I'm speaking of my whole family. I'm not talking about me. Okay, I make a lot of money. I make more than most, let's put it that way. I have the option to go live where I want and eat and drink and do whatever the fuck I want, but I don't. I choose to live here and battle these fucking lawyers, battle this battle because Nobody in my family else can do this, okay? They just, they can't do this. They're not, they don't have it, the wherewithal to be able to study and listen to you people about how it's really supposed to work. 
so here I am. I'm I'm here. I've studied. I feel like I've done the best I could. And I'm not saying it's good, Mike. I'm not even saying it's anywhere near good. But what I'm saying is that when I walk into court, I'm going to feel really comfortable with my grandfather and his secretaries right next to me saying the same thing I'm saying. And then I feel really comfortable about holding any man or woman liable to what they're going to say. And I get that we're in a statutory court. I totally get that. But I also get that where's the harm or injury, okay? If this man revokes his trust and some judge says, I cannot allow this because I don't believe this is proper, and I say to that judge, okay, let's at least remove them and put them back with the trustee that my grandfather initially had intended, and they say no to that, then... I'm going to pull every stop I can with the common law man shit. But, but see, I don't think the thing is, I don't if, think it should get past the revoking of the trust thing because. But see, the thing is, if I was a judge and you were in my courtroom, I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, no. And then, well, and then you would say, oh well, if no, then how about this? And I'd be like, at that point. Uh, no. Oh, well, then what about this and this and that? Nope, and nope, and uh, nope. And you'd be all pissed off, and you'd leave the courtroom stomping your feet. What a fucking asshole that judge is. And I'd be laughing because your first document, you were half beneficiary, half man. Well, I already told you how that's going to fly. And then you're going to say, well... Since that wishy-washy document didn't work, maybe I'll rely upon this instead. Can I? Can I? And I'm going to be like, what a little puss. Obviously not. And then what you're at that point, you're going to say, well, how about I try this and this and that? I'm, I'm going to pretend to be a man now after all that other stuff didn't work. Like, you think these guys are pushovers? At that point, he's going to be stomping all over you. Yes, I'm going to pretend to be a man. As soon as I you're get gonna in there. Be, you're going to be too wishy-washy. He's going to see right through it. Well, Mike, listen. I'm going to go ahead and go with what I got, because that's all I got. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you guys a heads up, because uh, there's not much more I can say on Skype or on these talk shows to help me. And I, you know, I'm upsetting people, and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to go through what i got to go through and I'm going to inform everybody about how it went. But uh, every method I've been directed in hasn't seemed 100%. It's just been, I hope, all works out. And so I'm doing the best I can, and uh, this is a fun one for me. Trust me. The only thing I'm going to lose is nothing. I have nothing. Nothing I have is mine. It's my grandfather's. I'm only fighting for my family and my grandfather's shit. I personally could care the fuck less. I want to go to fucking Florida, stare at boobies, and drink cocktails. Okay? And I have the money to do that. Not by my grandfather, 
but because I work my fucking ass off. But I'm going to go ahead and fight this fight, and I'm going to let everybody know how it works out. And if it works out the way I'm hoping it does, I'm going to fucking tell everybody, this is how you revoke a trust. This is how you remove a trustee. I'm going to do this. Because this has devastated my family. Okay, devastated. I can't even say it without choking. It's devastated my family to the point where every beneficiary is scared to speak to these lawyers because they're scared. They're scared they're going to get kicked out of their home. Well, I'm not scared. So I'm putting in all the dumb shit I know how to do, and I'm going to hold my ground like I know how to hold. And if it don't work, well, guess what? It was going to happen anyway. If it does work, well, guess what? Now we know what works. So <clears throat> I'm going to sign off right now, but I fucking love you guys. I appreciate everything you're doing. And, uh, you know, it's going to be all right. No matter well, what. Well, again, I, uh, I didn't see what you filed, so I can't be sure. And either way, you're going to get... Right now, bro. I got no problems putting what I put on there, dude. I really okay. don't. But either way, eventually, you're going to get some kind of answer one way or another. And then you'll have your option on how to deal with that when that time comes. Yeah, well, I put my stuff on Skype. I get a couple blah, 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 blahs, and it is what it is. I modify it accordingly. You know, you guys talk about Skype like that's going to be the be-all, end-all of your conversation. It's not. As a matter of fact, it's almost nil. Okay? You you just talk about... I I don't know about that. It depends on the situation. Um, Right. My situation is so complicated. Nobody wants to touch it. To see your situation is a little more... Your situation's a little more complex than the average one, and you confuse the living shit out of everybody a few times. <laughs> Holy shit, Mike. <laughs> I started laughing so fucking hard you choked the shit out of <laughs> Yeah, don't laugh with the bomb hit in. <laughs> you guys, I don't want anybody on this call to feel any sympathy, empathy. Look, you guys, this is how life is. These motherfuckers do what they do, and if we don't learn how to appropriately address them, they're going to fuck you. And guess what? It's my turn. <laughs> so I'm going to tell the world, this is what I did. This is how it worked out. It's either going to be a yay or a nay. Me, personally, I don't give a fuck. I wish everybody knew me. I honestly don't give a fuck. I don't even want to fight this fight. The only fucking reason I'm fighting this fight is for my family, okay? I have enough money to move where the fuck I want and do what the fuck I want when I want. But I'm doing this because my family is not capable, okay? They're all fucking illiterate. They don't know law. They don't know how to protect themselves. They barely know how to fucking read, let alone listen to somebody who knows how to read. So I'm doing this, and I'm going to do it, and then we'll see what the end result is. Now, it's a fucked up deal. You're right, Mike. It's a fucked up deal. It's all over the board. It's it's It sounds crazy. It is crazy. But when it's all said and done, we're going to learn a lot. Trust me. These people are doing what they do, and I'm going to do what I do. I just think you gotta 
I just think you got to stop jumping around so much. Like you just Mike, jump it's hard. It's but you hard, jump to some man. crazy new idea, then you jump to another crazy new idea. Every filing's different. And the judge is just going to be looking at it going, this guy's changed his mind four times in no, four hearings. No, been one judge that I've changed my mind with. Okay, The first judge knew that I was filing for a petition to remove the trustee. After talking with my grandfather, he's decided to revoke the trust. That's all it is. I modified the terms of the petition. That's all I did. Because but in, in, now the person I was petitioning for no longer requires the petition. He requires a revocation. So that's my go-to. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to stand up in court that say that he can't do this. And whoever stands up and says he can't do this, I'm going to hope that they sign something that says this man has to contract with us I can send him a bill because uh, he no longer wishes to contract with him. And whether I got standing or not, I don't give a fuck. He's got no yeah. desire to contract with them. Well, it makes sense that if somebody's going to say he's not competent, they're going to have to speak up and say why. They're going to have to have some kind of credentials, I guess. Well, Billy, I got nothing, Mike. I got nothing, bro. Billy? Yes, sir. If the judge uh, asks you this one simple question, and the judge will ask you a question and say, Billy, do you think your grandfather is competent to run his whole, his, all his properties? What, what would be your answer? No. Well, then, uh, uh, revocation dismissed or whatever, denied. Right, even you say he's not competent to run his business. How can I you didn't say he was. I never claimed that. That's my point. I never claimed that my grandfather was competent to run his estate. I never claimed that. What I'm claiming is that the woman who was in the room, who my grandfather trusted beyond reasonable doubt because he put her in the trust, was in the room when the trust was created, and she knows his wishes, and his wishes are not what the trustees or conservator are carrying out. That's my claim, is that no man or woman in this courtroom will claim that they have firsthand knowledge of what my wishes or what my grandfather's wishes were at the time of the execution of this trust. The only person who has firsthand knowledge is the secretary who's sitting right next to me. So if they have a man or a woman that's willing to stand up, raise their hand and says, I was there, and I don't believe Curtis was wanting this, well, then I'm willing to listen to him. But I don't think there's a man or a woman that will step up. Now, this isn't the beneficiary, the child, the grandchild stepping up. This is the woman whose name successor stating that this is not the wishes of him. So if they claim him incompetent, I figure I got number two. Okay, I don't have the ace, but I got the king. And the king says, no, these aren't his wishes. These are his wishes. Now who's making these, who's forcing I into a contract? Because now they're forcing me into a contract. Because firsthand knowledge has already stated this is not what he wants. If they want to continue with this, who's the man or woman that says I have to continue? But Billy, you, 
you said if they if they if they deny the the revocation of the trust, you're gonna you're gonna claim harm. And when I ask you if he's competent to run his business, you say no. So are you gonna claim harm on yourself? Yeah, I'm gonna you're, be, you're you're putting a petition gonna, in, yes. and you're you're, yeah. you're even saying that he's not competent, and you're That's saying right. so. But what I'm saying is it, it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. Like you're you're agreeing that he's not competent, and then you want them to tell you he's competent to revoke, hey, Bob, revoke the thing, which doesn't... A logical guy. Listen, if my grandfather is not competent to revoke his trust or to run his estate, who speaks for him? Okay? Are you telling me in some him. fucking statutory court that the court gets to rule that some unknown named person who has no first-hand knowledge of his wishes gets to run his estate? What I'm telling you is, fuck you. I am a beneficiary. Not only do I speak as a beneficiary, but I speak for his child, his firstborn, his only son has given me power of attorney to say that, no, these are not the wishes. A 30-year fucking secretary who is named in the trust is saying, no, this is not his wishes. Who else in that courtroom has standing? An attorney? But why would you put a petition in? But why would you put a petition in for revocation when you even say he's not competent to revoke? I didn't put in a petition for revocation. I put in a petition for removal of trustee. Well, no, but you just and then you switched it to uh, to revoke to revoke. I didn't switch it. I modified it. Why you you modified it? Any fucking thing. I'm a man. Right. That's what I'm allowed to do. But now you, modif- you, you modified to revoke the contract or to revoke the trust, to rip up the That's contract. Right. That's and then right. you're saying, your answer is you're saying he's not competent. No, 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 no. You're saying he's not competent. What I'm saying I asked is you. the judge said, says he's not competent. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's competent. You keep saying I'm saying he's incompetent. I'm not. What I'm saying is he's competent enough to say what he wants. If the judge, who is the only person of the magistrate, who can say that I have no standing to say that, and he is still incompetent, then we revert back to level two, which is by petition. Leo, this is what we talked about, was my first initial petition was to remove the trustee, because I believe that was the direction I was supposed to go which was a standard statutory pleading to remove the trustee. I did it. Got that in. Everything was filed. I I did the objections. It all worked out. Continued it to this. While this was happening, which was the petition for removal, Carl called me and said, have you ever heard of revocation? Right. So I went through the revocation process, and I realized, holy fuck, all he has to do is give notice. When I gave notice, they said, sorry, only the conservator can speak for your grandfather. Then I called the conservator, and he said, sorry, the only person that can tell me that is the court. Well, guess who the court is? I'm the court. My grandfather's the court. Monica's the court. All the beneficiaries of the court. That's who's the fucking court. So the court is now placed in order to restore property. That's what's in the court right now. That's what I filed. And it's got a little bit of I am man shit in there. If they want to somehow flip it or try to flip it in court, that's fine. 
But right now, right now, I have files that man has revoked his trust. So they got to they got they got to bring their evidence that says there's no reason why this man can revoke his trust. They're going to say he's incompetent. I'm going to say, okay, he's incompetent to do what? What's he incompetent to do? And and the notice and, and, and you and you put in a notice that your grandfather. Like you put it as though your grandfather was writing a notice saying that I am man revoke this trust. No, 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 no. I can't do that. I can't do that. Uh, no. But I man, you were saying as a beneficiary that you're revoking the trust. No, no, no. Because no. only your grandfather can revoke the trust. That's right. And so I have a notice from my grandfather to the trustee and to the conservator to revoke the trust. Right, and and, uh, and that I, notice you, you put I am man in there or no? No, you oh, just said grandfather oh, revoke trust, right? I Curtis McLean now blah 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 blah. Okay, right now, in my petition, in my objection, I noted that Curtis McLean has given notice. Right, to revoke trust. Okay, not that I gave notice, right. but Curtis McLean has given notice. And that harm has been caused to man and property, and I, as a beneficiary, have a right to look after the trust or. Those are the kind of words that I put in there, which is basically saying I have a right to look after my grandfather, and that somebody is causing harm, and even though the courts have labeled him incompetent, I still have a right to look after my grandfather. I think so, uh, muddy is the water, but maybe it'll work. Yeah, it's a little iffy. Like but it muddies the water. You, you, you know, if I tell you this fruit is red, well, okay, the fruit's red. But then if I say uh, the fruit is a pear, and you'll say, well, bullshit, it's either green or yellow. It's not red. You know, like you, you, you're adding stuff. You're adding stuff that might not be logical to your first statement. I, I, I'd, I'd keep it short and simple. Like if he revokes the trust, he revokes the trust, and that's it. Like don't add 10 things after that. Just revoke the trust, and then you can recreate a trust and recreate a, tr a truster and all that, and the beneficiaries after that. But I mean, you don't have to. Like, I think I think you're just going to confuse the judge, and then the judge is going to say, "Well, no, I'm. It doesn't make sense. Like, the, the apple is red, or, or I mean, the fruit is red, but it can't be a pear or an orange, right?" Well, look, it. I've confused not only the judge, myself, Carl, Mike, Gus. I have confused fucking everybody. Yeah, and you're not going to win if you confuse the judge. We'll see. It's your story. You tell it. I'm just saying, I'm going to court. I'm bringing my grandfather. I know my rights, and I know what I know. Okay? It might it might not be right. Okay? I might be 100 miles off. But everything but, I've learned, I'm pretty sure that I have a right to do what I'm doing. And I'm going to make them prove that I don't have a right because I believe I have a right. So it's going to come out shitty or it's going to come out smelling like roses. Either way, I'm going to be happier when it's over. Well, can't, tired. Yeah. Can't, can't you correct that that last petition you were talking about where you noticed or where you said that your grandfather, uh, you're just noticing the court that there is a notice, that your grandfather put a notice and then blah, 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 blah. Can't you just do a correction and say, Correct this document. My grandfather put a notion for revocation. Point. Stop. That's it. Like, can't you yeah, just I, correct that document? I I can, but is that the way to go? 
I don't know, bro. I believe simple, like the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid, you know? Just just one Oh, one I know that real that. well. Like, yeah, I, I know that, that really document, because well. I, I think that document is, is your killer he's, your, your, uh, you know, if you make that good document for, uh, to revoke the trust, then, then you're done. You don't have to do B and C. Leo, let me ask you something. Let's just say I did nothing. What do you think would happen? Well, the way you're speaking right now, if I did a judge, I'd say bullshit on this. Because it, it, you're, you're saying one oh, thing, it's like contradicting yourself in the on. same sentence. That's what, what, what I'm saying is, is say the fruit is red, that's it. Don't Hold add whole you're going, you're going past what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, let's, let's just say that Billy never entered one document ever and he never made contact with the lawyers. What do you think would be happening right now? The uh, trust would be followed by the trustee, the way they feel That's it. Right. That's right. They sell four properties last 16. On last month, they would have sold four of our properties, and nothing would have happened. Okay? We'd all be on the streets right now just spanking the monkey, wondering what happened. Okay, because dumbass Billy decided to go ahead and file some shit. They can't sell them right now. Not only did dumbass file some shit, but he filed some more shit. And it's allowing him to get in front of the court again. But this time, he's bringing Grandpa, who offered to come last time, and I should have took him, but I didn't. So I'm bringing Grandpa this time, and I'm bringing Monica, and I'm bringing 70% of the beneficiaries in the court. Not all writing a letter, but just all there to show that they're in support of Grandpa. So if I did nothing, it would all be gone. If I completely fucked up on the 8th coming up on Friday, it wouldn't have mattered. It was all gone anyway. So what I'm saying is I have nothing to lose. All I have to lose is what was gone anyway. So I have nothing to fucking lose, Leo, okay? Everything I'm putting in the court is what I believe is to be proper. I don't know how to file in the court. I don't know how to hold the court. I don't know how to fucking do statutory or common law. But what I do know is that wrong has been harmed to my family, okay? And that nobody in my family is willing to stand up to these cunts and say something. Except me. So, you can hold me in contempt. You can say I'm fucking an idiot. You can say whatever you want. You filed the wrong shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'm still here saying don't sell any properties. You're all fired. Okay? So, it's a shitty way to go about it. It's a whole learning process. And I know I'm probably not doing it 100% the right way. I guarantee I'm not doing it 100% the right way. But what I can tell you is that when I'm standing in court in front of that fucking little lawyer, they're shaking in their boots going, holy shit, someone's fighting us. Because that's what they did with my mom. And she was able to remove a couple of them, but she subjected herself to the court order. We're going to have a court-appointed trustee for you. That's when I would have said, go fuck yourself. I don't need a court-appointed trustee. Not go fuck yourself, but you know how we say it. That is not required of this court. But whatever. Here's where I'm at. I'm going through this shit. 
My phone's on level one. It's going to die. And I'm fucked. But on Friday, it's going to be fun, guys. I'm going to have a blast. I don't give a fuck. I got nothing to lose. I'm going to say everything I want in court, and I'm going to hold everybody liable. I am man, statutory. I don't care. It is what it is. I'm here, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I'm going to record it all and put it on YouTube. <laughs> you know? Well, you should. I've learned, every, I've learned everything I've learned, and my situation, like I told Mike Leo, I don't know if you've heard this, but I've looked everywhere. I mean, fucking everywhere for anyone who's gone through anything like this. Nowhere. It's nowhere. It's fucking nowhere. Okay? Everybody talks about their kids and the fucking pot and the this and the that, the traffic tickets and the fucking everything else that's happened. Not one motherfucker I've heard come on and says, you know what? I'm losing my whole fucking life to this trust. So here I am. I'm fighting the trust battle. Even Carl said it. I hate those fucking trusts. I didn't want to deal with those trusts. That's how shitty of a situation I'm in. And I got Mike's ass going, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. It ain't that fucking easy. If it was, I would do it. Okay? So here I am, and I got these documents in. I'm pretty sure I fucked everything up by saying I'm a man in statutory court. But at least I've at least noticed the court that a man is coming into court. And I don't care what the fuck they say. You can treat my, my grandfather as a person. You can treat Monica as a person. You can treat everybody as a person. But I, a man, you're going to treat like a man. Okay? And you've harmed my property. And I'm going to hold any fucking human that opens her mouth in court liable. Because it's it's enough. I'm done. I'm fucking done. My family's done. We've been harmed enough. We're on the streets. I'm done. So bring it, fuckers. Tell me who says I have to contract with these people. Tell me who's placing the order that says I have to continue with this. I don't think there'll be an order. I really don't. And I hope they don't come to all that. I don't want to have to speak in court. I hope they just acknowledge the notice. Oh, Curtis is here. He said this. Okay, fine. It's revoked. Have a nice day. Ain't going to go like that. These people are holding on to millions, okay? This is their breadwinner. This is how they feed their family. Four fifty an hour they charge us. It's over, bro. And it's either going to start or stop right here on Friday. Are you going to record it? Like an auto recording? You fucking ain't right. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I want to listen to that for sure. I want to set my says. shit right on the counter, dude. That's good. Please refer to the quarter record. Yeah, I already did it last time. I got the last recording. It's kind of booty, but I'm going to do a better one this time. Did you put it up on a talk show? No, it was embarrassing. My daughter recorded it from, the, like, the fourth row. And you could hear me, and you could barely hear the judge. And it was it was all cordial. The judge was super cool. I was shockingly cool. Well, you should she upload was, it to a talk show. Yeah, she was super on my side. She was like, you object? I said, I was like, I object to everything. <laughs> she goes, no, are you objecting to the properties being sold? And I said, I object to every property being sold. And she's like, well, I don't see anything in writing. And I'm going to give you to the third to put all your objections in writing before your petition to remove these trustees. And I was like, sweet. So she gave me all this time, 
and the whole time I've been kind of pondering what the hell to write. Finally, I put some shit on Skype, and they're going to start laughing at me like, dude, you're like mixing statutory and common law. I'm like, I don't know how else to put it. I've been thinking about it for weeks. So, I don't know how else to put it, guys. They're fucking well, good luck. my family, and uh, it's my turn. Okay? Yeah. It's my turn to go in there and say what I have to say. Mom did it. She did it with some lawyers, high-priced lawyers. She's gone now. It's my turn. And I don't have any lawyers. I have no legal help. Nor do I want any, really. I really don't. All the bullshit mm-hmm. I've heard from lawyers on the phone about the help they're going to give me, honestly, I don't fucking want it. They're trying to lead me down that same path of hold my hand and I'll drag you into the shit. Nah, I'm cool. You know what? We're fucking losing everything anyway. Well, we'll go out with some fucking bucket of flames. Yeah. I'll burn this motherfucker down, shoot a couple of attorneys, and I'll be gone. You know? Fuck this shit. I'm done with it. It's over. It's just, we're going to go on Friday. We're going to see what the judge says. And if it don't roll in my favor, it was all gone anyway. Honestly. If I didn't open up my fucking mouth, it was all gone anyway. So all this was one big learning experience for everybody who's ever listened to Billy's drama. And uh, hopefully it works out in the benefit of the common law because I, I truly believe that this is where this should be. A, a revocable trust is in common law. It's not in statutory. As a matter of fact... That's what this is? Rules. What? What kind of trust is it? It's a revocable trust. How do you know that? If anybody's done any research, a revocable trust is under common law. It's not under statutory. Okay, the only way it becomes statutory is when the trustor dies and it goes into probate. Then it becomes statutory. But if for somehow, some reason, they say, okay, uh, this guy is incompetent and can't run his own shit, now it all becomes statutory. So that's where we're at. But I'm saying I'm trying to draw it back, like, hold on, like Michael said. Who placed that order that says they had the right to do this? This is way back, 10 years ago. Well, that's where the void judgment comes in, that these cocksuckers had no right to even place this order to get us into the situation. That's a whole new battle. Right now, I'm just trying to fight this bullshit, okay? They got us kicked out of two homes, which is a big, big deal. I already told you about my internet. That's a big deal. And uh, we're going to fight the fight. I got me, myself, and I. Everybody else is a fucking... They're too worried about the days of our lives. You know what I mean? They don't study what I study. They don't care about what I care about. They've already been so hurt by what these people have done, they're just expecting more to come. Well, when mom died, I'm like, fuck that. It's my turn. Now we're going to go see. Now we're going to go So what, ha- what happens if grandpa dies then? Well, here's the deal. So in the trust, if grandpa dies, the trust becomes irrevocable. Okay? So I put in my petition before he passed. Now that my petition's in, it can no longer become irrevocable. It is now revocable. It's still revocable because I've petitioned the court. So even if I lose this, I can appeal it and my uh, petition will stand. 
that was a big concern of mine. My grandpa's like 89, you know what I mean? He fucking, he'll ask you the same question 10 times, you know. But he knows who you are. He knows what he wants. He'll, he talks about what he wants. So, I don't know. It's a touchy situation. It's fun. It's crazy. My whole family can't believe what I'm doing. Some of them are shocked. Some of them are pissed. Some of them are happy. I mean, it's just, it's a big emotional drama for my family. I believe this killed my mother. I've been doing this for one year. I swear to God, I feel like my whole back is in knots. I'm just thinking about these fuckers. I can't imagine what my mom went through. So, you know, it's my turn. I'm a grown-ass man. I got balls. I'm going to go fucking handle this shit. And whether I do it right or wrong, at least I fucking tried. Okay? That's what I'm doing. It's shitty. I don't like it. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. But I'm here. It's my job. It's my fucking... This is mine right now. And so, here we go. On Friday, we're going to go to court. We're going to revoke the trust. If for some reason some man or woman says that trust cannot be revoked, I'm going to tell them, okay. Well, we require the new trustee be for the new trust. If they don't go that route, well, then we're going to go I am man shit. And I'm just going to continue to keep holding people liable for their fucking words. Because it's all I can do. See, hold on, though. Did you hear what you just said? If they don't allow you to do the first thing, then you're going to get them to allow you to put a new trustee for the new trust. You just gave them full jurisdiction over your what you believe to be a new private trust. You just ask permission for them to switch trustees to the new trust. Which is kind of what Leo is getting at. If you revoke the trust, there is no trust to appoint the new trustee to. And you certainly wouldn't want to be asking the court permission to appoint a new trustee to a private trust. Then it's not private anymore. It's under the court's jurisdiction. Exactly what I was saying. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, it just makes sense. If you revoke the trust, you can't follow a plan B that gets get, get their permission to appoint somebody to a new private trustee. Well, how can the court be granting permission for them to do something with a private trust? That's what I was trying to say. Like every time he says something, he contradicts himself in the same sentence at like all throughout the whole thing. Like the trust is just a contract that the old man wrote 10, 20 years ago. And, and then you got to follow the rules of the trust, but he can cancel the trust if it's a revocable trust. But then once it's canceled the trust, you take the piece of paper, you throw it up and then it's done. You burn the piece of, you know, you burn the contract or you get rid of the contract. Then if the old man wants to create another trust, then he creates another trust. But I mean, he, he's, he's combining like it's illogical what he's doing. 
Yeah, it's it kind of work. like he's asking the court for their permission and their acknowledgement that there's a new private trust, and they, they're asking permission to appoint a trustee to this private trust. Right, which so, will not work because that's being incompetent. By, by, by asking that, that's incompetent. Yeah, but, but that's what I was trying to say. That, you're, you're also bringing it from the private into the public and giving it, giving jurisdiction to the court. You make the decision for us. Exactly. He's saying it's common law, but then he's asking permission. Yeah. Which yeah, which just brings it back out in the private. It's just another trust, just like the old one. Okay, it's got a new date on it again. Right. Which brings me right back. I don't know if you were on the call when we were talking about that, but there was a trust in place. Monica was the trustee. And all of a sudden, at first it was they. But all of a sudden, some woman out of the blue changed the date on the trust. And, and appointed herself as trustee or something. like Yeah, a, a Philippine or whatever, or whatever the name was, yep. Yeah, so to me, if his biggest goal is to get Monica back in charge of the trust, to me, that's a no-brainer. Who's this woman interloping into the contract? She's right. out. Right. La Monica was the one that's always been the trustee. I don't know who this woman thought she was or who she thought she worked for, but she's definitely got no standing. Right. Unless there's a clause in the trust that the old man wrote 20 years ago stating, you know, this paragraph is hidden or whatever, but only a judge can read it or only a trustee can follow it, whatever. And that's why you got to bring it to the judge. The judge has access to the whole trust and the judge can kind of read the whole trust and even the hidden paragraphs and say, okay, well, if this happens, if A happens, do B or do C or whatever, right? Because the beneficiary doesn't have to have, doesn't, just because you're a beneficiary doesn't mean you, you have access to the entire trust. Right? You're, you're, yeah. just, you're, just, you're just a party to that contract. You're like, but I mean, you're not a part. You, you don't have, you're just like the guy receiving stuff. It's the old man that created the trust, right? It's yeah, trust. especially there's so many different kinds of trusts out there, and you could be a co-beneficiary, co which changes everything completely again. Right. But the way I see it, though, is I mentioned this a little bit earlier that the contract is the law before the court. That yeah, is, is yeah. the whole everything that this whole case is based on is straight from that contract. And, so, and, and, and whether that contract is common law or statute or whatever, it doesn't matter. That is a, that, those are the rules you have to follow. Like whatever yeah. is written in that contract is you have to follow those rules. And the judge will deem if the trustee is following the rules. If the, if, the, if the judge deems that the trustee is not following the rules of this trust, well, the trustee will get, will get fired, right? And a new trustee will get put in, like he said, in a, uh, a court-appointed one, right? If, if the trustee is doing something wrong by the rules of the trust, the judge can appoint a quarter-appointed trustee, right? Yep. And that's what it sounds like. The, like the old lady had to change that twice. What he sh he's trying to do that too, but now he's throwing in to revoke. Well, if you revoke, you you you, re you rip up the whole contract. And then, but then he's adding, but he's adding stuff which he shouldn't add. If you revoke, you're just revoking. That's it. You stop, right? Well, another thing too is he first wanted to remove and replace the trustee. 
then they're like, no, 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 you didn't do it right. Right. Instead of correcting it, he switched gears, decided he was going to do something completely different and revoke the trust. Mm -hmm. And then now he filed something else, or I don't know if that's what he filed, but apparently his grandfather put some uh, notice of revocation out there. But his plan now is to stand like a man. And if that doesn't work, he's going to waver and ask the court if he's allowed to just switch the trustee, but not the trustee from that trust, the trustee to a different trust that's supposed to be which private. Is, yeah, which is impossible. I'm, yeah. I, if this thing works what he's doing, I'm going to like, I, 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 it's impossible. Like what the way he's describing it, I can't see it ever working. He, you know, because it's contradictory. But I also mentioned it before too that he goes in there and he says, "Okay, this is what I'm doing. Next court date, no, okay, this is what I'm doing now. Right. And the next court date, he's going to go in and say, "Well, actually, now this is what I'm doing. But if this doesn't work, you can go back to this, but yeah. a little bit different, please." Yeah. They're going to be like, this guy's a pushover. Well, oh, yeah. Bamboozle nonsense. Right, and you could almost claim that this guy is incompetent. Just by yeah. the way he, he, he like, it does, it, it, what he's doing is not competent. Yeah, he's bouncing around from everywhere. He's wavering. He's He can't stand on anything he's doing. So this is kind of the same idea when people, they, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm not going to shift any blame or anything, but for whatever reason, they have a hard time filing something into the court. Mm -hmm. And it, it gets worse and worse and worse every time. Um, but if, if he tries something and they say no, and he just walks away, sucks his thumb, and tries something else, and then they say no, and he pouts, sucks his thumb, walks away, comes back and tries something else, they're just going to do that forever now. That's the easy trick. Get away, oh, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Get away, kid. Nope. Get away, kid. Nope. Just, it's, it's a pattern now. It's the yeah. easy default. Yeah. Because there's no consequence to them. Yeah, because he's, he flops around so much he doesn't know what he wants. They know, oh, we just tell him to piss off and he'll come back with something different. We'll tell him to piss off. He'll come back with something. Yeah, nice try, son. Try again. Yeah. Oh, how cute. Look at Junior's actually serious this time. <laughs> nope. Yeah, he's trying to be serious. <laughs> yeah. But they're they're not going to take it. How many times are they going to take it serious? Yeah. Same thing you try, you try and file something, it gets refused. Next time you try and file it, it's going to get refused. Next time, like, at some point, you got to stop filing stuff and put some kind of a clever plan together. You got to get over this hurdle. Running into the same brick wall ten times is not helping. Sometimes mm. you got to stop and think. Okay, I got to do something different, or this didn't work because of this, which is what I was telling him. One of the things he filed, he got something back in writing from I don't know somebody at the court that said to fix five things. Had, yeah, this had to be fixed. This had to be fixed. Right. And well, this was wrong. This was wrong. This wasn't quite clear. And I, I don't know. I think there's three or four things specifically right. pointed out. 
And to, all he had to do was fix those few things. He was good to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any reason for completely changing your plan. He was, yeah. he was that close. He was right at the finish line. Okay, fix these couple things, put it back in, and we're good. And and, and see, if he starts uttering, I'm going to hold you guys personally liable for blah, 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 before they make a decision, they're just going to, oh, let's let's uh, let's move this off six months. or let, You know, I mean, like me as a judge, if I would be a judge, if somebody starts, you know, I'd, you're... I'd slam, him. I'd slam him really freaking hard, really fast, so he doesn't learn anything in time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like you just kind of, yeah. yeah. Now he's getting all smart mouth and cocky and throwing the word liability around, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut yeah. him down quick before he learns something. He, he he could probably even do a contempt of court doing that because it's it's like uh, threatening, right, to the judge. Well, yeah, or they could put in a motion for sanctions where he's not actually allowed to file anything into court now because he's abusive or threatening. Yeah. They could get restraining orders against him. Do all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah, I know it's it's kind of uh, yeah, it's weird. He says he studied this for a year, but it should like it, uh, like logic. I guess it's the logic part that's missing, or the you know you can't say the the fruit is red. It is a cabbage because a cabbage is not a fruit. Plus, it's not red. You know, like it, you can't put that in the. It's okay to say the fruit's red, but you can't add the statement. It is a cabbage. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's like you're having three contradictions in, in in one sentence type of thing, right? Yeah. There we go. That was good. It's a good way to. Uh, I guess it's a, it's a good learning for everybody too to go through and really you got to step back because he's probably not seeing it because he's in the situation. It's easier to see the the errors when you're when you're when you're stepping back looking at the big picture. But he, I don't know where he got the idea to mix statutory and common law in the same document. I'm not really sure exactly what he did. Hopefully, he just said, "I am in, believe I have the right to whatever," and then CF things. Hopefully, he didn't do it really bad. But if he mixed common law and statutory incorrectly, it's going to be a train wreck. And I don't know, I don't know where he learned that trick unless he's just CFing code, which he might be, I don't know, but that's never going to work out good. But, but he can correct that notice. Like I kind of said, like he has till Friday, he, he, he can send in a correction of notice, right? Like, if you put a notice in court, can't you say two days later, oh, shit, that notice G4 or whatever the the uh, the, the name of the document or whatever it is, can you say, please re- replace this document with this document because I, I, I made an error or, or correct it? Well, you'd have to probably get permission from the other side to amend it. Oh, okay. But, I mean, he, he yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess, and then, because he only has four days left, right? Yeah, you could put in a notice of error, but the thing is, he's got to watch what he does now because he's he's already switched gears completely. I think three times now. Yeah, I know. Out yeah. Three hearings or something, but he's he can't keep just switching and then switching and then switching because they're going to be like, this guy's fucked. He has no clue what he's doing. 
Like well, just listening to him, I I have that feeling like he there's something that's missing. Like he's not the logic is there's it's missing. Like if we see it, I'm sure a judge will see that. Yeah, but see the whole thing with yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Like once, like if he thinks he's going to be a beneficiary and a petitioner, and then he's going to switch to a man and then just jump back to a petitioner and a beneficiary and think they're just going to be all happy that, oh, he's one of us again. Like, they're going to shred him to pieces. He's going to have to stand on one or the other. Yeah. Especially if he's being a big pain in their ass, and then they catch him completely clueless. They're just going to eat him for lunch. See, as as that uh, is plan A, for his for his grandfather to revoke the uh, the trust, he could be there as a man aiding his fellow man, right? He's just standing like he wouldn't be a beneficiary at that point because the grandfather is revoking the trust. He could be there as as a as a man helping another man revoke his trust, but then he's not a beneficiary or whatever. I guess you, you I don't know. Isn't if it supposed it that to say way. specifically in there who can and cannot revoke? Well, if the guy, if the guy's alive, he's the only one who he's the only one who can revoke. But isn't it supposed to say? Oh, why is that? What co- well, it's like I create a contract and I create yep. a trust and I put my property in the trust. It could be land, it could be whatever, and then I, I appoint trustees or whatever. And rules: if a trustee dies, then appoint this trustee or whatever the rules I set up. And then I go on an island and I go relax for twenty years. I come back and I find out my beneficiaries revoke my trust. I'd be like, I'd be like suing the trustee, saying, "No, no, no! I put you in trust to follow these rules, and you didn't follow these rules. Now you owe me millions of dollars." Like the trustee is responsible to follow the trust, and I created the trust. I'll hold the trustee. Now, once I die, the trust becomes, you know, it's unless there's specific rules where all the if the settler and whatever and all the uh, beneficiaries agree to remove the trust. At, at a future date after the old man dies, but even the trustee would have to agree. Like everybody Who's would have the to. Settler? Well, it's like the uh, there's beneficiaries. Kid, hmm? Who's the one in, like, that's specific to him? Does he know all that information? And can what are the, what's the point of the beneficiaries then? Because I thought that aren't they supposed to benefit from the trust? Isn't that why they're named that? Now I could have ten kids, and I hate one kid, right? And I could give, yep. give everybody, uh, let's say, uh, 19%, and I give this one kid 4% or whatever, you know, or however I do the mathematics, or whatever I mean, you know. And then this one kid, he's pissed off. He says, I'm only getting here a, a Kit Kat every day, and everybody else is getting a Ferrari every day. And he's trying to revoke, uh, revoke the trust, and he's trying to, he's a beneficiary. But in my trust, I decided what beneficiaries get or whatever. And the trust might be, like, you know, if you have to sell property to keep other properties fixed or whatever, well, then do it, right? He's thinking they're not allowed to sell property, but it might be written in the trust that way, right? Now, if the trustee does something wrong, then you can hold the trustee liable to, you know, because if he's not following the trust, but normally they have to follow. Most of the time they are. What's this? Yeah, so most of the time they are. They're not going to be in wrong, you know, that's why they've been appointed, right? But what he's trying to say is they're out to get them, right? 
But the another just... thing you got to remember is that the beneficiaries are not it. The whole trust is based on a contract. The trust is the contract, all the rules. Mm-hmm. So that is the law that has to be followed to to a T. And the beneficiaries cannot change the trust. They cannot revoke it. They cannot alter it. No. But if the trustee is not doing his job, the trustee can be fired or replaced by the beneficiaries. Well, by but, judge normally. But you also have to remember that the contract is the law. Right. So there's many, many different kinds of trusts out there. But, see, this is one fault I see with the whole birth certificate trust argument is that the beneficiaries are not necessarily, they don't necessarily have the right to full disclosure. So, say I was a dad and I was going to leave all my property to my daughter and I was going to appoint somebody as a trustee to make sure she gets that money, I don't have to tell my daughter that there is money. I don't have to tell her she's getting any. I don't have to tell her when she's getting it or what she has to do to collect. Maybe I think my daughter's going to be fat and lazy and a spoiled little brat knowing she's going to be rich one day no matter what. So I tell the trustee, do not tell my daughter this money's coming to her. Don't tell her how much is there and don't tell her when she's getting it. And certainly don't tell her that she's getting it half when she's 21 and the other half when she's 30. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I don't want to plan her life around this money. I want her to do something for herself in life. And then now my daughter as the beneficiary has absolutely no right to disclosure whatsoever when she turns 21 and all of a sudden she's got a half a million dollars. Nobody has to tell her where it came from or that it's only half. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at the way the the trust is written because it should already be clearly laid out there in lawyer speak. And this daughter, if, if she starts saying, oh, no, no, I want the whole thing right now, she wouldn't have access to the, to the words of the trust, but she, she would go in front of a judge and petition, and the judge would read the trust and say, no, denied, right? Because the, the judge would know the whole story by reading yeah. the trust. Yeah, he would see that there's a no disclosure clause or something. Right. So that's why it's not really common law in the sense because there's a third party involved and all that, so it has to be statutory almost, right? Yeah, I don't know if it would necessarily have to be so much statutory, but it's the contract itself is a statutory contract, I'm guessing. Right. And there might be a clause in the contract, the old uh, dispute resolution clause, if there's a controversy within this trust, uh, disputes are to be settled by third-party impartial mediator or into whatever court, whatever jurisdiction, whatever venue. Right, like a probate, whatever, probate court or whatever. Yeah. Like normally it's pro- because it's a uh, trust would be probate type of thing, right? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, so I guess it's 
It's trust law. It's not common law as we think of common law. It's trust law. It's, and it's not like uh, canon law and it's not other type. It's, you know, it's a trust, so it, so it follows trust law, right? Which is yeah, best. well, te- technically every law is contract law of one sort or another. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know, pretty much everything we do is contract some way or another. Right. Like buying a pack of gum from the store, right? It's it's basically a contract. They got something to offer. You decide you want to buy it. You fork out the money for it. You make the exchange, whatever. Kind of a small-scale contract. Yeah. And I just trust law. There's always the grantor, the trustee, and the beneficiary. There's always three parties, right? In the trust law? Yep. In various forms, but yeah. Yeah, and but a, a normal contract is normally well. I guess you could have multiple parties, but normal contract is always like two parties or whatever, right? It, it, I give you this, you give me that in exchange, and we do it whatever. Right? Well, yeah, there's uh, there's different deals too where I can't be the I can't be the grantor, the trustee, and the beneficiary. That's kind of ridiculous. Right. But I could be the grantor and the trustee, or this is where it gets fancy. I could be the grantor, the trustee, and a co-beneficiary. So right. it kind yeah. of depends on what kind of a system you got set up. You could, you, there's the sky's the limit when it comes to trust. And I know when when you're trying to hide money from the IRS or CRA or whatever, or, you know, one oh, way to do on. it. We don't hide money from them. Well, not hide money. But what I'm saying is, instead of you having you, the man, or, you know, the, the person, the taxpayer, you can create a trust and then move your property into that trust. <laughs> and then, but that trust has to become a irrevocable trust. So it's a trust that even you who created it, it's irrevocable. Then the CRA or IRS will tax the trust at trust rate, but not tax you because you've, you've basically given all your property to the trust and you can't revoke that trust. Yeah, I don't know the, um, the best way of going about it, but I kind of like the idea of just saying, oh, you believe that's my property? You're mistaken. That's part of a private trust. What private trust? Wow, that's uh, kind of private. Thanks for asking, but um, yeah, it's a private trust. Sorry. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, I like that. I don't and know pri- how. Like, I'm sure they're going to be testing you. I don't know the best way to stand on that, but I mean, There's if lot- I if I got a wife and kids, I got my own family trust going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't tell anyone in public probably because it was none of the public's business and who's going to tell me I'm wrong. If I say me and my wife and my kid have a trust, we have our own little family agreement. Who's going to be able to step in? Who's going to be able to force disclosure? Well, nobody. Yeah. Because that's the way the trust is. It's yeah. 
Because private is private. They, yeah. You know, the government might try, well, the government, I'm using the term loosely, but they know that they don't have any right to meddle in a private contract. If you know how to stand on it and you ask them, like, who are you to be you know, interloping? Right. But it's, yeah. Uh... Hmm. Yeah, I've heard of weird situations where you create a trust, and in that trust, you have different trusts that's like a, uh, uh, you know, it's not just like one simple trust. You have a tr- like a trust, and then you might have three or four trusts in that trust. And then, and some people try to get rid of CRA or IRS that way. Like, they, they make it so complex, right? Yeah, it sounds kind of crazy. It's a little beyond my uh, right. my attention span. But um, but but I think I that's more statutory. Yeah, I've heard of other tricks. Um, opening a bank account without a social insurance or a social security number. Apparently, that keeps the IRS and Canada Revenue out of it. Mm-hmm. And I've also heard of people getting a bank account and get somebody else's name put on that bank account, preferably not your wife or some other family member. But then the IRS or Canada Revenue can't take the money out of the account because they don't know whose property is whose because it's a joint account. And they can't be stealing other people's money out of my joint account with somebody. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if you have a a joint account with with right of survivorship, then the money is is uh, belongs to both people or both persons. Well, what if what if there's a bank account? It's got my name and your name, and there's fifty thousand dollars in it. And then the IRS comes and says, "Oh, money in the joint account." And they take it. No, they can't. No. And then I say, "Hey, IRS, what are you doing with my fifty thousand dollars?" Oh, we just assumed. What you assumed it was all his? Actually, it was all mine. Thanks. And put it back immediately. Yeah. See, what's going to happen is, let's say you have fifty grand and you make two hundred dollars of interest. Then a T five or T four or whatever that you know you get at the end of the year of you have to pay income on interest. You know your your, uh, and then it'd be under both names. And then somebody has to put that piece of paper, supposedly as a taxpayer, and put it into the government, right? as income then they're claiming or you can go half half or whatever percentage yeah I don't know might, if you were educated enough it might be a good time to play dumb oh yeah start asking questions about that start small no no I know but it's just that's one way they could catch you in the end where uh, it would have to be a non-bearing interest with no social insurance on, on either ones, right? Yeah. But most people, if you have 50 grand, you want to make interest or you want a, a return on that money or you want... <laughs> but yeah, I think all of us should be doing that. Like a few of us should be opening accounts with uh, no social insurance or social security numbers. Mm-hmm. I think some of us should open joint bank accounts and just everybody try little things like that and just 
it's only going to be a matter of time and somebody's going to come on to talk to you and say, oh, yeah, the uh, IRS is bugging me. They stole money from my uh, from my checking account, but they didn't touch my non-interest bearing account. Right. I got a letter from the bank where they tried and the bank told them no. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that'd be... Uh... Yeah, because there's certain rules that they have to follow too. But, but yeah. I had told you this on one talk show where people should split up their banks. Like bank A, you should do your checking account. Bank B, if you have a mortgage, should be have a mortgage at bank B. And then if you have investments, you use bank C. If you have, you know, registered accounts like uh, in the states we in our, uh, in Canada we have RSPs. In the states they have uh, whatever it's called, like their um, retirement savings, whatever. Well you put that in bank D and then bank E is you have credit cards and stuff like that. And you split up your, your, your purpose of banking by different banks. That way if shit hits the fan with credit card, well, only one bank hates you in a sense, or, or if you're defaulting on your mortgage, they can't grab from bank B because all your money is in bank B and the mortgage is in bank C and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's just an extra separation. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And then, if a fellow is that complicated with his banking. Because <laughs> I have seven banks that I use in Canada. I just oh. I, I just split it up. Like I have one bank, like I use CIBC's mortgage and, you know, just boom, like, you know, and I, I that's how I split up my banking. It's not that I have lots, but I have, I just split it up. And I keep, I have a checking account in my CIBC where I have my mortgage and once a month, Five days before, I transferred just enough money to cover my mortgage payment. Right, so I don't use that. I, the only thing I use that checking account for is just to pay my mortgage, my monthly payment. <clears throat> yeah, I got a, a checking account and a PayPal account, and unfortunately, they're both pretty easy to manage. <laughs> Oh, so what's the next topic? I don't know. I think we talked about a trust law enough. <laughs> yeah, and Billy's my, not even here anymore. Oh, yeah. My hey, wife Mike. had a question for you. Uh oh. Okay, go. She, because uh, she's right now exiled in another country because of CPS. BS and whatever, you know, she's, so her question to you was, what is the probability that if she returns to Canada, that our three properties would be robbed at the airport from the uh, so-called officials? Uh, I don't know. She's, That's a pretty good question. She's thinking it's high probability because it's so quiet, right? We haven't heard nothing, and they know that she's not in Canada anymore with the property. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how you would narrow down the probabilities of that happening. Because um, she's kind of stubborn, my wife, but, well, don't, I won't get it or. Okay, I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't have said that. She's willing to stay out of Canada for as long as this takes, right? Like we're talking months, years, whatever. Uh, 
but I, I kind of would rather not pay for two households for, for an extended amount of time, right? Uh, so I'm trying to find a, a man or a woman that can guarantee me safe passage back into Canada. But this man or woman, like I can't, I, I would have no clue. I'd have to get like the prime minister involved or I mean a premier or I mean, I'm, I'm trying to see who would have the authority to say your property will not be robbed at said, uh, said airport at whatever time or date or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. I never really, uh, never really thought about a situation like that. Um, Hmm. See, on April 15th, I had a call, uh, or April 16th, I had a call from a friend that the RCMP has called her multiple times in the in, in early April, and, and the last call was on April 15th. And this RCMP, is this the guy who came to my property and didn't enter and, and left and called me twice and stuff? Well, in the in, after that, he phoned... I guess they're doing investigation and they're phoning my friends or my wife's friends and stuff like that. And he admitted, he said to this friend of mine who called me and said what the RCMP said, he said that I'm being, uh, that I want everything in writing and that uh, the RCMP told my friend the country and the city that my wife is in with my property, like, and she was trying to get my friend to confirm the, the country and city and and then the, he knew the right country and city and stuff like that. And uh, I want everything in writing, and I'm you know I'm not co- cooperating and stuff like that. So and uh, you know the reasons why the, I'm high priority and stuff like that. So they're not like they don't seem to be backing off at all. And I don't know if they're irritated that my property is out of the country now, but what do they want your kids for? The property for? Um. Because my uh, four-month-old son had cancer, stage four cancer, when he was four months. That was a year ago. And we kind of refused chemo and radiation for almost 10 months. And at the 10-month mark, the oncologist, we refused the MRI, and, and he's cancer-free now. And uh, we refused MRI, and the oncologist basically said that she was going to report us. And then when CPS phoned, and threatened to rob the uh, my property and use the RCMP, then my wife didn't want to deal with that, and she just left with the three properties. And that's been that's over two months ago. She left. <clears throat> so what now we're man? now she she's asking me if she comes back. Like we're not sure when she'll come back, but. She's asking if she comes back with the are we flagged where they're just going to take the property at the airport, or is it going to get to a point where they're going to go to this country and request the property from another country? Well, who was the man or woman sending you letters? Did you get who gave you notice? I got a phone call from a CPS lady on February 20th, and then I got a call from her supervisor. I wrote them three letters. Uh, February 20th, March 20th, March 17th, and so on. And uh, they they didn't answer. And then I got an RCMP fellow who came to my property line, telephoned me requesting 
permission to enter. I, I didn't God give him permission. Uh, permission, and then he in the in the uh, when I was saying I want everything in writing, he said that there was an apprehension order, like an order to 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 grab my property, and uh, and I told him I want I want it in writing, and he's never answered. I've I've written him three letters. He's never answered. It's like I write letters, they don't answer. They just threaten over the phone. So who does that look bad for? Oh no, I don't. It, lo- it looks bad for them, but but the thing is, I'm, I like uh, my, my family's been gone right for two months. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather my family be safe in another country. I'm not. I'm not uh, disappointed with that. I'm just wondering at what point, like, because this. The, so what, why and, would they take them? I don't understand. What what do they what do they want them for? Uh, well, it's like if you ref, if if you have a kid who has cancer, from what I'm understanding, and you refuse services, then they feel like they're you're causing harm on 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 your property. I guess. Okay, so how are they going to prove that? Where's the harm? Well, it's not uh, so much that they can't prove the harm; it's that they're going to take the kids, which yep. I don't want. Yeah. But how long are they going to take them for? How long are you going to be able to hide? That's the thing, you know. Well, that's exactly what he's getting at. He's got to find out how he can be sure that she's going to be safe when she comes home, and apparently. They got some kind of investigation still going where they're phoning people and asking questions. So he's going to have to find some way of figuring out how to make them piss off. Yeah. Nicely. Yes. And the thing is, when I phone the court, because... Uh, when the RCMP said there was an apparition order, I phoned the court, and as soon as I said my name to the manager of the courthouse, her voice changed. It was like she 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 heard a ghost. And then, as I was driving to the court, because the court is two hours away here, I had to drive two hours. I drove an hour. She phoned me myself to tell me not to go to court, that she can't give me nothing, and blah 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 blah. So I wrote her two letters. The, for the she answered one saying that. A judge says that I can't get any files, or, or the file is uh, non non disclosable, or something like that. Like I can't get the case file, or stuff like that. So I wrote a second letter, no no answer. So there is a it it did go. It seems like it did go to court, but they're saying it's not disclosable. Uh, like I I can't like they had they held a court. I'm party to it, and I can't find out what they said. Like I can't defend myself. Well, that's all presumption, though. Well, yeah. Can't presume they had a hearing and everything. But there must be a case file for them to say it's non-disclosable, right? They're kind of admitting it by the. I guess. Yeah, no. They, to me, it's admitting. It sounds like they're admitting that there is something, but. I don't know. It depends on how it's worded. They might not even be admitting that there's a file. They might be admitting that there's something that they're not allowed to share with you, maybe in their office memos or something. I don't know. Right, yeah. But just to assume that they had a hearing without you and they're not telling you, I don't know. I don't know if that's a safe presumption. It is a possibility, but... 
Yeah, because I was thinking if they if they, if there is an apprehension apprehension order, then they'd have to have a judge sign that, right? Or they have to have uh, a so-called. Well, no, that you would have to be served with it. I'd have to be served with that. Yeah, if they have an order to come and take your kids, I'm pretty sure they would have to serve you with a copy of it if they actually okay. have one. Because I thought. I could be wrong here, but I thought when they have an apprehension order, they just come and surprise you with it, and then and then grab the kid. Like they they wouldn't they wouldn't say, "Oh, we have an apprehension order. We're going in a week from now to grab your kid," because everybody would flee, right? Don't no, they kind of? Why, why did uh, what's his face there say uh, it, the, voided. the apprehension order is now whatever? Yeah, voided. He said, yeah. Oh, he says, I voided the apparition order. Did you, like, scare off the court or something? Why aren't you able to get any information on anyone? Yeah, he, he kind of scared them off with the first couple of letters. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. I, 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 I don't want to have any contact with them. Well, like... See, I don't want to have any contact with them, but I just want to know that they've stopped. But it seems like they haven't stopped. So I, it's kind of weird. Like, I want no contact with them, but I just want one contact saying they've stopped. If that makes sense. I'm talking like the guy there, Billy. So do you wrote letters to people who are agents for child protection or whatever they, you call them up there, right? Yeah. And those are the top people? That work there, in your area. Well, I, yeah, I the, the, the yeah the first letter I just uh, to the lady who phoned me I said I wish to be let alone. I don't require your services. I require you and <laughs> ATE to cease to cease all trespass of property of I. I do not consent to any man to meddle into my private affairs. Kind of regards. And then I, the same day I wrote a letter to her supervisor saying I believe you, Karen, is a woman acting as Supervisor Stacy and blah, 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 and therefore liable for threats and extortion communicated to her by I, a man, in a recorded telephone conversation. I believe you have the duty, the obligation to train, monitor, discipline, your subordinate. post states I require you and your agency to cease all trespass, and I require you to let alone. So I had no reply from them. And then I wrote a, a letter to the RCMP, a couple letters to the RCMP, and then uh, some more to these two ladies. And then I went and met in person with the Minister of uh, Human Services on uh, March 29th, and I had a uh, private meeting with her. And, uh, and then I wrote her a letter, the minister, and she did not answer. And uh, you were the following letter... it up with that? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I, so with the letter of the Minister of Service, I said, to recap our meeting on March 29th in Red Deer, your staff, a woman, Stacy. Communicate threats and extortion to I man in a recorded telephone conversation on February 20th. I sent several ladies letters to Stacy and a woman claiming to be the supervisor of Stacy, Karen, and I have not received an answer to said letters. Post haste that require your staff to cease and desist all trespass and they wish to be let alone. I require Stacy to provide me with written confirmation that the investigation has been closed and that your agency will cease and desist all trespass against I. In my property, kind regards. And but I had they haven't to... commit committed a trespass yet, have they? Um, the 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 um. Well, I'm, they did 
call and I did say it was my property and I did say I didn't want to meet with them and I did write them a letter to say to stop and then uh, three weeks or yeah, about three weeks later the family doctor phoned wanting a uh, uh, an appointment and then the next day the RCMP came to my property well to the edge of my property and requested to come in so I guess that is well they're not well I guess they're trespassing kind of Either they are or they aren't, right? <clears throat> That's why, yeah. It's... And then I couldn't get anything from the court, and then, and then I got a letter from the uh, assistant, uh, from the deputy minister, uh, saying that these people, like these CPS people, are basically doing everything as per their statutes. So I wrote him a letter saying that I I said uh, to this David guy, who's the deputy minister, I said, thank you, David, for your letters. See, copy, and close. Please pardon my confusion, but I do not recall any letter to me, uh, from me to you, David, Minister of Human Resources or Minister of Klimchok. I have no knowledge of legislation, CFS obligations, regulations, policies, or the child. Youth and Enhancement Act. I presume your letter was sent to me in error. And then that same day, I wrote a letter to the minister saying, I have not yet received an answer to my last letter. See copy enclosed herein. But I have faith in you, Heather, and I'm still awaiting kind regards. And she received that letter April 28th. They, they both received that letter April 28th, David and Heather. So... I guess my point is I don't really care if they answer a letter, but I'd like to get something saying investigation closed. So what happens then if they you do try to get back go back to uh Canada or she does with the with the well, property the and they do yeah. um so my plan is, if she does come to an airport and they get robbed, I'm going to go right to the first or the closest RCMP detachment and and uh, and uh, and put a, a claim in or that somebody robbed my property, and then I'll uh, I'll open court. She's going to record uh, that. Record what? That happening. Does she have like something to record the incident if they are actually going to rob them? Well, I'll have to get her to buy it before she comes in, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that would that'd be a good idea. You think, right? Yeah, like a video recorder. Yeah, because then you could get the you know the people who are actually committing the trespass on video. You know, right. if that's just an idea. Yeah, and then I'd and then I'd I'd go to the nearest courthouse and uh, and get a uh, you know try to open up uh, a claim of uh, of, of trespass and. Uh, and uh, as soon as possible is uh so you've got that all well yeah okay i guess well, i don't have it all yeah. i don't have it all organized names and shit. no cuz nobody's well i have all the names of anybody who's trying to contact me but you just need to fill in the other ones as soon as it you get them yeah but you have everything ready to go then well i guess I go what well yeah I guess no. I don't have the the claim ready for the robbery. I guess I'd have to get that set up. 
that would be pretty good, you know. Just you, you got to move like lightning. You might as well. You got yeah. that's that's what this time is. You know, that's for her being out of the country. I think that would be something that you need to work on right away. Yeah. Have have a stack of of notices and uh, and, uh, and keep those letters going too. Keep those letters going, like um, yeah, that's you're not getting like, responses and stuff. Yeah. But I'm kind I of. Um, if, I think if you thought of the right letters to write and the right men and women to send these letters to, you could probably get things straightened out before a robbery happens. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out how how to position it where they will not want to rob. Um, I just or I, I'm thinking more like getting confirmation that they have no authority and that they will not be doing anything. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. And then I would get that from that lady who phoned me, the first one, the CPS worker. Well, I don't know. Oh. I mean, if you already scared the pants off her and her supervisor, I don't think you're going to get much of a response from them. But I wouldn't go sending a bad letter to the wrong person and making anything worse. I think I'd probably plan this one pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm kind of racking my head. I'm trying to see who... And there's an election in Alberta, and the election is tomorrow. And so now these ministers of human services might be changing in the next couple weeks, right? It might be another man or woman acting as that. So I'll have to make my, another audience with them. But I'm not even too sure if politicians have any say now that the it's, it's, it's moving forward, right? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't be putting a whole lot of faith in politicians for much, but... No. I don't know if I would do it right away, but... Um, one option is probably to write to whoever's acting as attorney general. But I wouldn't bother doing that until you come up with something uh, pretty important and pretty direct. So do we have an attorney general in Alberta? Uh, I'm guessing you would have to. And the attorney general would be the head of the courts? Is that what you're talking about, or...? Yeah, we'd be head of all the government departments, all the ministers of whatever. Okay. So I didn't know that position existed in in Canada. I think there's one in every province. Okay, I'll do a bit of research then. So you're saying if a minister screws up, the minister has a boss, and it wouldn't be the premier. It would be an attorney general. Not a screw-up, but I mean, if, 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 if a minister is not doing her job, or his or her job. Um, I think the attorney general's the top of the tree. Okay, okay. No, I, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't know. 
Where are you at? In, in Canada, Alberta. See, right now it's kind of, it's so quiet. Like, I, there's, there's nothing happening here right now in Canada. And my wife's in the other country, and it seems like nothing's happening there. It's just, it's like a standstill. It's like we're at the OK Corral, and everybody's hunched down, nobody's firing anything. But at some point, somebody's going to run out of food. Somebody's going to stand up and start shooting. Like, not literally, just saying. And at, at the beginning of this, I was thinking of all my expenses, like the flights, the extra extra household, the extra blah, 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 blah. Like it's costing me a lot per month to, to, to now supply, you know, extra, basically two, two homes now. I was thinking of <laughs> putting a claim in for compensation, but now I'm just, I just, at this point, if I can get them to just cease and desist and I'll fly my property back, and that's it. Like I'd rather just not not even move to compensation or nothing. Just like if I can get them to stop, then I'm done. Yeah, I was I would say that would be my number one goal is to get them to leave me alone. Yeah. See, at the beginning, I was I was always I was putting stuff like uh, I require compensation for blah 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 blah, and now I'm I'm just the cease and desist is fine. You know, yeah, whatever it costs me, it costs me, that's it. Cease and desist is legalese, and it oh, sounds okay. ugly. Um, cease and desist so is still kind of ugly. It's not quite as legalese, but I don't, uh, I don't re- recommend using stuff like that very often. Well, I, I, I guess in my letter I wrote, cease all trespass. Yeah, so it wasn't quite legalese. It, wasn't, it didn't sound very pretty, but uh, you're in a bit of a panic and wanted them to just piss right off immediately. Right, yeah. Which it worked, but now they won't confirm that they're going to piss off immediately. It's good that they went away, but they didn't tell you that they're going to leave you alone. Right, yeah, yeah. So instead of cease and desist in common law letter, what word would you replace for cease and desist? Just the word stop? Uh, I wish to be let alone usually works pretty good. Um, oh, okay. It kind of depends on who you're writing to and what you're writing about. But Okay, so let alone is, yeah, okay. Well, see, another point, too, is I don't know what it says in the in the codes, but they're not supposed to be going door to door looking for kids to take. 
No. But if they have a complaint from an oncologist, then they act on that, right? But they still need consent. Yeah. And I did ask her in that first phone call, I said, do I have a contract with you or your agency? She says, no. Well, see, the thing is, a doctor is a mandated reporter. Big right. freaking deal. They're mandated to report something. Okay, fine. You did your job. You reported something. Thanks for your big nosy job. But yeah. I got it covered. Thanks. Okay, you reported it. Big deal. You're not supposed to, Mr. Government, be coming to my door and banging on my door and telling me to buy your vacuum or give you my kids. Right. But I clearly didn't consent with them because I kept saying no. She kept saying, you know, that I, we need to meet, we need to meet. I was like, no, we don't. So at no point I said, you know, I want to meet with you. I said, no, I'm not meeting. So. Yeah, that call was kind of funny. You meet, you need to meet with me. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. And then she's like, do you want my supervisor to call you? Oh, no, I don't need, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. She's probably scratching her head after that call, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of unique in the sense that... Uh, are, are you on a computer, Mike? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I got it close, yeah. Okay, because I, I'll I'll post a PDF on the on the on the um, and it's called formike.pdf, and uh, I created this document especially for you. But it's it, it's just a synopsis. Uh, it basically writes the um, like I have uh, four headings: date sent, date received, description, and then the letter. Just and so you know. But basically, I don't think I did much wrong in the past two months. It's just that I don't know how to end this. You know, like I, I can't see an end point. I can see this dragging on for years. Like, I, don't, I hope not, but... Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the best way to handle it is, but there's got to be... And 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 I wonder if Carl would 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 have a wise like I don't want to get him involved to spend half hour with Carl but like would could Carl spend like five minutes and say just do this stupid or you know kind of thing like could could Carl slap me around five minutes and say no write a letter to this guy or you went on his call and asked him no <laughs> but I'm just wondering do you think Carl might might have a solution on. Is this like a simple thing? He's going to say, well, this is so simple, you guys are being stupid at it? or Probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so should we wait another month, then ask Carl? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Might as well just wait till Saturday. Because yeah. it seems to me, it feels like it's at a standstill, right? Like, and I'm just trying to, I don't know who else to involve. or, And I don't want to start involving like, 20 people. I just want to involve the whoever who can stop this. Eh? Well, you told them to let you alone, right? It's probably why they're not talking to you back now. 
Yeah. And it. Well, didn't you? No, no, I told him to let me alone. And then on uh, on April 13th, uh, this this man acting as deputy minister in his in his thing, he says thank you letter blah blah blah, and he says uh, uh, regarding it, it says uh, just what your concern. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say, please be assured that uh, supporting the well-being of children is always the priority of the minister. Blah 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 under the legislations and that he's been advised that they are diligently complying with legislation. So he's, he's referring to these CPS workers that they're diligently complying with the legislation and regulations and policies. So they're saying this, this minister is saying these workers are following the rules. So he didn't say that they're, they've stopped. He's just saying they're following the rules properly. And then what did you write back to him? Well, that's the one I wrote back saying uh, I was, uh, pardon my confusion, but I don't recall any letter from me to you, David, or the human sort you know, I'm just saying that his letter was sent to me in error. Because hmm. I don't want to get into a debate whether they're, 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 they're following their rules, they're not they're their rules, they're not my rules. They're, they're their policies, not my policies. They're their regulations, not my regulations. I have property, and basically uh, they're referring to a child. I, you know, it's my property. Were you able to open up the document, Mike, or? Sorry, yeah, I was muted. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I opened it. I'm just kind of okay. skimming through oh, it. Because yeah. I was thinking of something simple like that uh, as a document is easy to, easier to follow. But. Yeah. What the heck is And I don't even know if I should rewrite to these uh, ministers of health or minister of human services and stuff because I kind of basically the last letter I wrote her I'm I'm waiting for to receive an answer right from my last letter but But I will look up the Attorney General, but I mean... I don't know, I just thought every province had an Attorney General. No, no, it could be, I just, I, I was ignorant of it, or... I mean, it's just different, isn't it? I've, I, 
haven't heard of a situation much where they, you know, has anybody stopped them yet before they've actually committed the trespass? Well, normally the trespass happens and then you go to court and you say, restore property, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it's my wheelbarrow. I wanted to paint it blue. I don't want them to take my wheelbarrow. I didn't abandon my wheelbarrow. It's my wheelbarrow. It's my property. I don't want to allow them to rob my wheelbarrow and then for me to jump all through the hoops to get my wheelbarrow back. Right? That's the way I'm, I'm kind of referring to my property as my wheelbarrow. If I would put my wheelbarrow on the side of the road and abandon it, then they can come along and and move my wheelbarrow, if, but I haven't abandoned it. I'm taking care of my wheelbarrow the way I want to take care of it, and I'm done. And I didn't do a crime against my wheelbarrow, right? Because if I, if I did a crime against my wheelbarrow, they can take my wheelbarrow. Or if I ask them to take my wheelbarrow because I don't want I, I don't want my wheelbarrow on the wall, then they can charge me a fee for taking my wheelbarrow. So what are they trying to charge you with then? There is no charge, no. She says there was a health concern in the telephone call. See, and I didn't know there was an apprehension order until the RCMP said it over a telephone call, a recorded telephone call, that there was an apprehension order that, and then he voided it. Who's he? Well, Rick, the RCMP guy. The, uh, oh, yeah. He, uh, in the telephone call, he wanted to come to my property. I said, no. And I said, I want everything in writing. And then he says, well, I want to help you. I said, well, that's good. Just put everything in writing. And then... Uh, and I, I probably talked to him a bit too long because I kept saying put everything in writing and the, he kept trying to talk. And then he says, well, I want to help you, but there's an apprehension order and I voided it. Like, okay, well, put that in writing. And then I wrote him a letter saying I want to copy that apprehension order, but he never gave it. He never answered. Or he never wrote back.
But why would he tell you that it was been it's been voided? I, it doesn't make sense to me. And I didn't know that a a, uh, a man acting as an RCMP could void an apprehension order. I just don't think anybody wants to be held liable. You think that's why they're not talking to you anymore? Yeah, and I'm and I'm okay with that, except I just want to kind of know what the risk is of robbery if if they come back. So I mean, the thing is, if they're not going to rob my property when they come back to the airport, then I'll fly them back tomorrow and live my merry little life and and then keep learning common law. But you know. But if there's like a 80% chance they'll rob my property, well, I want to kind of reduce that chance, right? So, but I, I don't know. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to get them to send me documents saying investigation close, you know, thank you, but no thank you, or whatever, however they want to write it. So in Alberta, there is no attorney, attorney general. He's called a minister of justice and solicitor general. So the Minister of Justice is also used to be called an Attorney General, but it's he's now called Minister of Justice and Solicitor General. Because I, I I did the org chart of the Justice and Solicitor General. Is that Jonathan Dennis? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just go back forward again there. Oh man, I just had it. Yeah, Jonathan Dennis is the Dear John letter. I guess so, eh? If I had known that I would have talked to him on the twenty ninth of March. Yeah, I wouldn't write him a letter just yet. I would uh Think about it for a little while. If you're going to ask him a question, I think it'd probably be important to get that question dead on. And should I wait? Because now all these ministers, tomorrow there's a, the results of the election. Like it could be a different party in power. It could be whatever. So I'm going to have to wait probably two weeks for a new cabinet to be sworn in. So I should write a letter and then whoever is sworn in in two weeks is write that man or woman a letter, right? Or why don't you wait two weeks until you know what you're going to write? Well, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, right. Like kind of, yeah, I'm going to come up with a, uh, I'm going to text you my idea tomorrow or tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, they're, uh, 
there might be a couple other people that should get a letter first. I'm not sure, but it'll probably take a little bit of thinking to come up with a good plan, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sending out any letters until you're sure. Yeah. Make every letter count. And the airport authorities would be under the federal government, right? So if they rob property in the airport, that'd be federal, right? Well, I'm not really sure. I'm guessing probably, but I'm not 100% sure. I think technically airports are international. Have you contacted that uh, <clears throat> other lady, um, Lorena, Miss Lorena Dubois? Who is she? Said, should you have further questions, please contact Lorena. Oh, manager. the manager? Right, the manager, no. Because she's the manager of the supervisor of the lady who phoned me. The Lorena Dubois. No, I didn't. I've never contacted her. But she's just uh, the manager, I guess. But might be good. Send her a letter. I'm not sure. But if you do send her a letter, make sure you make it a good one. Yeah, because that was the last thing they sent you, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, on the uh, I received that on the 22nd, and then I, I sent two letters off on the 23rd. Yeah, but not to the person they no. told you to contact. No. Should probably do that. <laughs> Maybe. If you wish. Yeah, it's because I've already contacted, basically their boss, which is the Minister of Human Resources, why well, I contacted Heather, right? Yeah, but they dealt, they, you know, that's not their job. That's why they have people who, like this lady that they want you to contact to handle it. I'm not saying that, uh, well, I think it might be something to do, you know? <clears throat> Yeah, like Mike said, make sure it's it's good. The funny thing is, can I tell you guys a funny story that happened today? And my my uh, my wife and three properties has been gone, right? And I live up north in northern Alberta. My closest town has 300 people. The next closest town that where I do my grocery shopping has has 800 people. So I have to drive 20 minutes. If I drive 10 minutes, I get to 300 people, and I drive another 15 minutes to get to the town where I can do my little grocery. There's 800 people there. So I'm at the grocery store today. There's an IGA and a co-op, and and I had like two women talk to me uh, at, at the IGA. And then, you know, another two women talked to me at the uh, co-op, and I went to a hardware store to buy turpentine, and this lady 
punched it because normally you have to give your 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 number to charge. And she, my name was already up. She goes, "Oh, I know you, Leo." Blah 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 blah. Like, okay. So I come home and my buddy phones me in a panic. My uh, my friend, well, not in a panic. He says, "But oh, he had a couple people today tell me like." My buddy phones me to tell me that two neighbors told him that my wife left with the kids and basically now I'm single. So then I told my buddy, I said, oh, that's why women have started hitting on me because everybody here knows who's single and who's married and who, you know. So I don't know. So now I'm going to have to tell my wife tonight. She has to come back quick because now i got women hitting on me. I don't know if that's a benefit or a uh, uh, whatever you call it there, the opposite of benefit. Trespass? A trespass, yes. Maybe I should do a compensation from CPS saying, well, now I have you know other people trespassing because of your initial trespass. I'm, that's kind of a joke there. But anyhow, it's just cascading now. So then my buddy, he's single, and he says, well, I'm going to tell those people that your wife didn't leave, didn't leave, like she left, but not because of me or whatever. And I said, no, 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 don't say anything. He goes, yeah, yeah, he goes, because he's single, he doesn't want extra competition <laughs> to meet women. I said, I said, well, I'm not competing with you, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. He was worried. Maybe I could throw that into a letter somewhere. Anyhow, I'll have nothing else unless somebody else has something to throw in. I got something we can talk about. What's that? I got a letter in the mail for voluntary paternity notice. That sounds strange. A voluntary paternity notice? Yep. says the state of Minnesota is preparing a paternity action against you. This is your opportunity to respond voluntarily to this notice. You may respond to this notice with the following action. I can get a blood blood test for the children named, or I can sign a recognition of parentage, um, or if I have blood sampling done before, I can send it into them and let them use it to determine if I'm the father. And it says, if you choose not to respond to this letter, this case will be referred for court action. The court may order you to have genetic or blood tests and may order you to pay all the costs of establishing paternity. 
please respond to this notice by 5-7-2015. If you have any questions, please contact me at the number below. Kristen. Well, I got to ask, um, do you think you knocked up the state of Minnesota? <laughs> no, but it says uh, it says the girl's name. It says, Dear uh, Richard R. Rodriguez, Peyton has named you the father of the following children based on your relationship with her at the approximate time of conception. And then it says Danica and then her date of birth. You ever talk to Danica? My children? No, did you ever talk to this woman that claims you're the mother of her kids? Um, yeah. <laughs> you you still talk to her? Yeah. Have you offered to pay her child support or anything or Um like basically, no. if you allegedly owe her money, what is the state of Minnesota doing sticking their nose in? Well, cause she gets like uh, assistance from the government, like for food and stuff or whatever for the baby. Well, that's their problem. <laughs> Your problem is you owe her money. The state of Minnesota has a problem. Well, that's their problem. Right, you don't owe the state of Minnesota anything. You owe this woman something. She's taking care of your property. You got to pay her to take care of your property. However, the state of Minnesota has no vested interest in the property. You don't owe the state of Minnesota anything. So, yeah, they're going to try to get me to give them, like, a blood test. And I think with this thing, if I, like, if they don't, if I don't respond, that's when usually they bring me to court. But um, she wants me to call her. So, I mean, basically what this is is a child support thing. Well, I figured that. That's why I'm saying offer to pay the other woman money and tell the state of Minnesota to butt out. Just say, just write a letter say it's being handled in private. Yeah, like what I would do, I don't know, maybe for fun, look up the in the statutes there's probably something called um child support guidelines or something like that where the lawyers they look at a table and it's all calculated 1.23 children uh this much per month equals this much child support and it's all a table right down to the dollar what they would expect you to pay and you could even just go to the table guidelines, okay, one brat at my income this much per month, this is what I would be paying, 
and then just offer to pay her like a couple of bucks less, a couple of bucks more, whatever. At least give you a ballpark area what you think you should be paying. But be fair, be honorable, polite, respectful. Just say, I don't think we need to involve the state of Minnesota. I'll pay you this much a month child support in private. I'll pay it by money order the first of every month without fail. And just tell them the state of Minnesota piss off. Well, politely. This matter's been settled in private. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. There might be a a mommy running around there. It was kind of cool they brought it to your attention, I guess, but that's all they're really obligated to do. It's not like they can demand money from you. Especially if you're being honorable and you're paying your alleged debt. If you, and let's be honest, if you believe that it's your kid, pay. It's only fair. Yeah, the only reason I'm not even doing anything, I can't really help right now, is because I've been laid off for a few months and I haven't been able to find work. So, you know, I'm wait, I'm, I'm expecting to have to pay, you know. But it's early enough, and you know that they're giving me this notice or whatever. And because I'm sure if I don't respond to it, I'm going to get a court order to come into court and well submit to a blood test. Yeah, well, I would um, I would get it settled with her in private first. So what should I say? What can I say back to this? I'm just saying I'm handling the matter in private. Because all she asked for was a response. Did she sign it? No, it? no, it's just um, her name on there and child support enforcement aid. Um, yeah, maybe to them something simple like uh, the old... Uh, are you the man or woman? I should uh, I should contact in regards to this matter. Where I should contact regarding this matter. Whatever. Thank you for thank you for your letter. See a copy enclosed here in or something like that. Just are you are you the are you the woman? I should it was a woman that sent it. Probably. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Are you the woman I should uh, contact regarding this matter or something? Yeah, I don't know if I would bother telling her it's being settled in private right away, but. I would be settling in private right away. Yeah. That way your next letter can be, this matter has been settled in private. 
and I just write up a like a contract with her or something? I would just write her a simple letter. Like greetings, Mary, uh like you could even I don't know, say I got a letter from somebody about the state of Minnesota, child support, I don't know. I don't see the point in getting anybody else involved in the our private matter and uh, just say, oh, I offer this much per month. Whatever, it kind of sucks that you don't just have the money to be making regular payments, but I would be working out something for now at least. Pay what you can. Let her know that as soon as your financial situation uh, improves, you'll go up to whatever amount per month. Just kind of send her whatever you can. And I don't know. I don't know what kind of relationship you have with her, but I want to work out some kind of an agreement with her. I would say that's by far your best bet. Then you can just tell Minnesota to go piss off. Politely. Go have your own kids. Like, obviously, it'd be different if you knocked up the state of Minnesota. You'd obviously have to pay Minnesota for watching your kid, but... If you got nothing to do with the state of Minnesota, they shouldn't be sticking their nose in. If they have a separate contract with somebody else, that's none of your business. Okay, you're giving her food stamps. That's between you and her. You don't come gouging money out of me because you're paying her. No, no, no. If you're saying I owe her money, fine, I'll pay her money. But I wouldn't even say I'm paying her money. I pretty much tell the state of Minnesota, mind your own business, is being settled in private. Thanks. And it's up to her if she wants to report it to the state of Minnesota or not. Like if she's behind you 100%, she could, you could just pay her in post post office money orders or whatever. She doesn't need to use a bank account, nothing like that. Nobody's ever going to know she's getting child support from you privately. She could do whatever she wants. Just tell her the deal is I'm going to pay you privately. I'll pay you a post office money order check. You can do what you want, whatever. I got proof I sent it. It's good enough for me. But as far as the state of Minnesota goes, I'm going to tell them to butt out. And she can decide to do whatever she wishes. Yeah, because I'm guessing there's a lot of guys who would just let this notice go unanswered, you know, or unless 
because I think they they need to establish that um, that I'm the father, the genetic father, or the the recognition of parentage where you become the legal father, which they wanted me to sign right away, and I was like, whoa, I don't know about that. So basically, what they're asking for is just for um, a request for a genetic or blood test, and then permission to reuse it. And then they sent a book of how to become a legal father. <laughs> and I didn't even read. There's a whole yeah. They gave me a booklet of what I can do and. Well, yeah, it's funny, too, that your options are to give a blood test or give a blood sample, um, give a copy of a recent blood sample you or a, a recent blood test, or you can just confess to being the father, or you can do a bunch of other things that we want you to do. Yeah, it says, um, who is financial, financially responsible for a child? Every child needs financial and emotional support. Every child has the right to support from both parents. Mothers and fathers can be loving and supportive parents in their child's lives. Even when parents do not live together, they need to work together to support their children. If the parents live together with their child, neither pays child support. If you are not living together, the parents may be asked to pay child support. Child support can include basic support, medical and dental support, child care, past support for up to two years. Child support usually continues till the child is at least 18 or graduates from high school. And in some cases, when parentage has not yet been established, but genetic tests show a net 92% or greater probability of a man being a child's legal father, the court may order the man to pay child support into a reserve account. When determining parentage, the court will also determine custody and parenting time, visitation, and order child support. Uh. <laughs> Pretty neat, though. They sent in a little booklet. Do you have a brother? No. Do you have a a close cousin, like a a cousin that's like a? Does your dad have a brother or whatever, or a sister that had a had a child? That's a that's yeah. also male. Okay. On well, my so mom's side, but not my dad. Okay, so on your mom's side, you have a a cousin, like like a male cousin. Yeah. Okay. What you do is you get, uh, if they f- happen to force you for DNA, you get the DNA from you and the DNA from your cousin, right, that they know. And if you are 92%, your cousin will also probably be 92%. And then they say, uh, I think my cousin did her too. So is it me or, or my cousin? Like if you want to get out of it, 
you can probably do that because if your your genes would be really like if you'd have a brother that it'd be a slam dunk case, but I'm pretty sure your cousin would be close to if you have a, a really close cousin. Funny. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sh- well, whatever. I think you should always pay your debt. I mean, if if it is your kid, pay the debt. But if if they're throwing legalese at you, just just uh, write a letter to your cousin and summons him to a, a, a DNA test or whatever. Is is your dad still alive? Yeah. Wow. I bet you if he would do a DNA test, he'd be the same percentage as you. Now, did, is it your dad that did her or you did her or whatever, you know? I'm just kind of throwing that out. You want to screw with the system? It's kind of funny to get your dad on the hook for child support. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, if there's two, two people on, on the hook, then they can't claim both, right? Half and half. <laughs> your dad probably won't talk to you after that. <laughs> we don't talk anyways, so that works. Oh well, then that's perfect. <laughs> it's like reason number two not to talk to you. Because <laughs> <clears throat> a lot of DNA is uh, there's a lot of DS in DNA testing. I didn't want to screw up the conversation because of that comment. <laughs> yeah, now everybody's going to be running around getting out of paying child support. Calling <laughs> up their cousin. <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said anything, eh? <laughs> maybe you should talk to Deadbeat's dad, De- Deadbeat Dad in the uh, in the UK and tell him to try that part. Yeah, I hear that trick only works in the state of Minnesota. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you talking about yeah. Burt Reynolds? Yeah, I just, I just think if he's not even disputing, yeah. that he he's not admitting or denying, he's not disputing anything. He's willing to pay. He's actually paying, and it's all in the private. Then I think that'd be pretty hard for anybody to get around. Not only is he paying, but it's all in the private, so it's none of your business. And what is it? Obviously, I don't know you a debt. State of Minnesota. And I think I agree with you. Let's say he's paying her in a private, and they have a private agreement, or whatever. And let's say the state 
still forces them to do their DNA and all that because the state wants money back from, like, let's say the state gives her $500 of, of food stamps or whatever you want to call it. Well, they want to recoup some of that money from him. Like, so if he pays her 600, they Definitely. want to recoup, right? That, 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 that's probably the state's idea. But to get rid of that, let's say he still pays her in private, he can maybe get the state off the back by getting the cousin and the dad involved. Then the state would be screwed, right? The yeah, state I don't know. I don't even know if I would bother with that. I would just say this matter is basically, basically, does the state of Minnesota have a vested interest in my property? Do I have a contract with the state of Minnesota involving a pair a a parentage test or whatever you guys call this? Sorry, Minnesota, I have no idea who you're talking about, what any of this means. I don't believe I have a contract with you. And just, they're going to say, I order you to give a blood sample? Really? I have what kind of a contract? What kind of an obligation to give blood to you? Oh, so I don't owe you a debt, I owe somebody else a debt? Okay, so it sounds like a private issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're giving somebody food stamps. Oh, God bless you. That was a great thing for you to do for somebody. What does that have to do with me? Oh, you owe them. Well, if I owe them, what is it of your business? Private, if I owe them. Because really, the state of Minnesota has no vested interest in the baby. If they're paying to support the baby, then they have some kind of a contract with her. You don't necessarily have any business with with the state. But if it was my kid, I would be paying, but I would be Mm -hmm. doing it in private. So how would I work that out with her? Like just um, write up a little letter to her and like a contract between me and the mother? Yeah, it doesn't even have to be like a contract. But I guess it would technically be a contract, but it would just be... uh, I don't know. I guess it would. Do, I don't really know what your relationship with her is, so I don't know what would be a normal way to say it. But just be as normal as possible, and just say, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. There's probably a few things you should say and a few things you shouldn't say. So it would take a while to think about how to word it correctly. But basically offer to pay a certain amount and I don't know, I would avoid using the actual term child support. But I would maybe word something as uh, every month you're going to pay a certain amount towards uh, the health and well-being of the little one, whatever. Just say a private payment private agreement between me and you or whatever, I'll send it by postal money order every month. 
nothing fancy, but just some kind of an offer to pay and send a payment. Breaks it's a man-to-man letter in private. You can just treat her like your buddy, group business partner, whatever. Just a casual thing. Kind of say what you gotta say what you gotta say in plain, simple language, and just make sure you stick with your word. Then who can say anything to you? You never know. She might write back to you and say, no, cheapskate, it's not enough. You never know. She might. Who knows what she's going to say, but, like, I don't know. Maybe she hates the state of Minnesota. Says, fuck, yeah, screw them. I don't want to. I want them skimming the top. I don't know. Maybe she says, uh, you're a dirtbag, Richie. I don't trust you to pay me. I'd rather the state come banging on your door with a big stick. I don't know what kind of relationship you got with her or what kind of relationship she has with the beloved state of Minnesota. But hopefully you get along with her okay or you can start to. Yeah, I still um, have my baby a lot. I have her a couple times of the week, weekends and stuff like that. And I, you know, buy diapers and stuff and um, buy the things that she needs, like stroller and stuff like that and car seat, clothes. You see, there's another thing, too. This, This is a private agreement. You have your own relationship with her, whatever that is. But maybe that could be your agreement. Just put it in a casual letter, but I was just thinking just so everything's taken care of, I will buy all the diapers, I'll buy all this, I'll buy all that every month, and I will split on whatever ballet lessons when that time comes, and I will split on whatever, whatever. Just come to an agreement on what you're going to pay every month, what you're going to pay every year. I think it might say something like, you're responsible for this, that, whatever at your house. I'm responsible for this, that at my house. But I'll make sure I take care of this every month. You take care of that every month. If you get along with her, work out every little detail while you're all friendly, friendly, and everything's good. And that way, when the state steps in, then you can both say, without lying, we got it covered. Thanks. And if anybody winds down the road, I guess it would be her whining if she ever winds down the road. Pull out this letter that you guys had an agreement way back in the day. Hopefully you keep all your receipts in your shoebox and you take photocopies of the money order before you mail it out or they'll send the money orders uh, certified mail or something. Even even if you're friendly with her, just make sure you got records of everything just in case. 
not saying she would ever do it, but what if 20 years down the road she says, he never paid me a frickin' dime? You go, oh, really? You know, this certified mail, certified mail, certified mail, postal money order, postal money order, postal money order. That way you're covered from any angle. doesn't matter who comes back and says something. You can say, look, bucko, right here. Mr. Honorable, you're doing the right thing. You got everything to show what you've done. You're all out in the open. Here, I, I can show you this. I can show you this. Everything's up on the up and up. Who can do something to you now? Nobody. Look here on paper. I got it all covered. It's been covered since day one. Any other questions? Oops. Nope. Never mind. Sorry. This might be a good a good chance to have one joint account with her. And every month you transfer whatever the amount is into that joint account and she has access to it. And then you have a paper trail of money going in, money going out. And then and then you wouldn't have the cost of money orders and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be whatever your deal is. Yeah, like if, I you was saying, if you guys trust each other and you get along good and you sit around and shoot the shit every once in a while, then come up with an agreement where you're going to buy all the diapers and all of this and all of that and just keep your receipts to show that you kept up your side of the bargain. Well, look at this. Right around winter time, late fall, bought a brand new uh, pair of snow pants, brand new jacket, brand new mitts and hat. Got the receipt. I said, Every winter, I'd be one buying winter uh, winter coat, winter boots, like a champ. Every winter, there's a receipt for winter coat, winter boots. You don't have to be an asshole or, or anything about collecting your evidence, right? Just say, I agree, I agree to buy this every month and just make sure you have receipts every month. You guys really want to dig through my box of receipts? Mark, here you go. Bam. 2015, winter coat, winter boots, snow pants, and hat mittens. Look at that. 2016, there it is again, like a champ. New winter jacket, new snow pants, new boots, new hat, new gloves. Well, look at this here. This here year, Daddy paid the milk program at school. Well, look at this. Daddy paid for uh, all the ballet lessons every year, six years in a row so far. Just receipts for everything. Are you calling me a deadbeat? What do you call this? I call it child support. Actually, you guys call it child support. They call it maintenance of my property. Piss off. And if you're doing your share like a champ and the uh, the other woman's happy, she's going to be on your side. He comes after you, says you haven't paid for the last six years. She's like, the fuck are you talking about? 
guys got a winter coat, winter boots every year like a champ. Bought the diapers until she was out of diapers. What are they going to say when you're both on the same team telling them to mind their own business? Lita Minnesota knows they can't interfere in a private contract. They need her consent to come after you. They need your consent to contract with them. So they send you some stupid notice with a bunch of stupid check boxes and you get to pick up or you get to check off, jump in a hole, jump in a hole, jump in a hole, or jump in a hole. Because all they want is just voluntarily confess, voluntarily give us a blood sample, voluntarily show us a whatever proof of a past blood sample. Whatever they want you to confess, convict yourself, confess. That takes all the work out of it. When you say, yeah, it's me, I owe. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you. I can like the rate that I pay you at, but I'll pay you. Here's another thing, too. You pay this child support enforcement office on the first of every month. Okay, say 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 you were paying her directly on the first of every month, and then all of a sudden the state of Minnesota stepped in, and now you're paying through an agency. You'll pay them on the first of every month, and she'll get it on the 10th, and it won't be the full amount. Or you'll be paying extra to cover their administrative costs for skimming off the top, shuffling paper, sticking their nose in where it actually doesn't belong, except they trick you to inviting them in. Like whether she knows it or not, she probably signed a piece of paper giving them permission to go after you on her behalf or something. Did you watch the uh, Brian Bonner incident? <clears throat> I have in the past. A uh, couple of those, like seven-minute video, something like that. Or... I'm not sure, but uh, that guy's case is right up your alley. It's with Carl, right? Yeah, Carl... Uh... Carl helped that guy, Brian Bonner from Indiana. He uh, he was pretty sure he was going to jail for, I think, five, five years of non-payment of child support. And he was in the court. Uh, I don't know, basically, who says I owe the debt? And I think, yeah, I, I don't remember, I haven't seen it for a while, but or haven't heard the audio for a while, but I think he asked who's coming after him 
And the judge pointed at the prosecutor, and the prosecutor said, I'm not coming after you. And he pointed at his at the guy's ex, ex-girlfriend or whatever, ex-wife. Or maybe wife or girlfriend at the time, I don't remember. But he was paying her directly, and the state was coming after him. And that was the point, was he was asking the prosecutor who was representing the state, like, I'll pay any debt that you believe I owe you. But he was paying the ex in private. It was a private matter. Prosecutor couldn't prove he owed anything. the state's just going to slap a statutory dollar amount on it and away they go. You're going to pay what the state feels you should pay. And even if it wasn't the state involved, even if she came after you in family court directly, you would still have the opportunity to work out a private deal before court with her. They always have to give you the they always have to give you the option of settling in private. I don't know if it's everywhere, but a lot of family courts uh one of the prerequisites is uh, mediation before court. First court hearing, they make sure both parties went to a separating parents class, all kinds of other stuff, mediation. Court. The court knows what the Bible says. You settle with your brother in private. Then you get dragged to the officer and then before the magistrate and then haul off to jail. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to get the uh, statutory actors in a courtroom to do what they're supposed to do. But if you're honorable and you know what you're doing, they kind of do follow the rules. They're just very sneaky. They got to have their little tricks on how to get around things because they got to keep their little system alive.
Yep, makes sense. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, no problem. There's only one person left on the call. And my chat board's not working. Yeah, there's uh, about four people on the chat board. But yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's three o'clock in the morning here. Yeah, it's three. I don't know. I think if you're remaining in honor and you're dealing in private, I don't really see what kind of uh, angle the state of Minnesota is going to come at you with. The only problem is, is they're going to be applying pressure to her because she's collecting stamps and they're going to be wondering why you're not paying and why they can't come after you. Like, I'm not recommending she try it, but she probably could be getting payments from you and getting food stamps, but she's probably going to get herself into trouble if she does that. I don't know if everybody's done. I might end this call. Yeah, that's cool with me, Mike. I'm ready to sleep <laughs> soon. All right. Thanks for sticking around, coming on the call. Yeah, no problem. I just haven't been speaking up, but I've been, been listening and stuff. Cool. All right. Night, Mike. All right, have a good one. Talk to you soon. You too, man. Bye. Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.